Welcome back. My name is Chris. My name is Madison. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, this time covering The Mummy from 1999, as voted by the patrons for the April The Tomb is Empty poll. The Tomb is Empty. We had to have a poll on movies where a tomb would be emptied by the end of the movie, theoretically. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Or everything was smushed. Yeah, for sure. The tomb itself was gone, I think, even, you could say. One could argue. Well, unless you saw the sequels. Things Mm. get hairy. Mm -hmm. A little bit. A little bit, a little bit. If you've never listened to the show before, weird that you <laughs> well, you, you that would you, sign up for the Patreon yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and listen to this episode. But good on you for just knowing what you want. Blind jumping, buy. Jumping right in. Mm-hmm. I love it. We call that a blind buy. Uh, though they might. They might see an advertisement of us covering The Mummy and love this movie so much that they just have to sign right up just to hear. Yeah. Just to see what's up. Because a lot of people love this movie. This is a... Uh, Kind of a, I don't know, would you call it a cult classic or is it mainstream? Is the love for this movie mainstream enough to just call it just a, a, a fan favorite? I just think it's a fan favorite. I don't know if I'd call it. Well, what classifies as a cult classic? Well, because I, I remember a time in like the early 2000s, because this movie came out in 1999, but I remember a time in the early 2000s where it was almost fun to make fun of this movie. Like it wasn't oh. cool to like The Mummy. Interesting. Uh, I mean, everyone was wrong because this movie slaps dick, mm-hmm. but like, <laughs> but I do remember mm-hmm. that like, oh, Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. <laughs> I like real movies like, uh, I don't know, Match Point. Oh, no. Like, I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> Rollerball. Rollerball, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two movies I've not heard of or seen. Oh, Rollerball. So, oh, they it were... just goes to show how well this movie's aged. Chris and I went very different directions for our <laughs> <show>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We have all the bases covered now. Yeah. Well, this movie made $416.4 million worldwide. Yeah, it did. Against a production budget of $80 million. Uh, let me do a quick Googs real quick, just because we got to. If you ever talked about movies online, then you guys know you need to adjust for inflation or people will turn their ears off. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You do. You do. Mm hmm. And also, what did you say the budget was for this movie? 80 million. 80 million. So add. You know, multiply that by two. That's probably the marketing budget as well. So like 160 million total. Yeah. So it'd be almost it's like 700 and something million now because a dollar in 1999 is worth 181 today. So almost almost doubled. Wow. Uh, Very successful movie. And uh, Brendan Fraser was cast in this movie because of his success in George in the Jungle. Yeah. Which they weren't anticipating being like very big. I I think that's where I read. Mm -mm. Yeah. George the Jungle. Uh, George, George. either this movie or George of the Jungle, depending on your uh, point of view. Those are the two movies that people point to and say, that is the best Brendan Fraser movie. It's definitely this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it depends on when you think of Brendan Fraser. Are you thinking of the cool, quippy action hero, Brendan Fraser? Or do you think of the himbo Brendan Fraser from the 90s, which that George of the Jungle is the perfect uh, encapsulation of that? I can't remember where my first exposure to Brendan Fraser was. But when I think of him, I think of the mummy franchise mm. immediately. Mm. Seminal. I mean, I Seminal. watched, um, airheads. Air, I was going to say airheads. Oh, okay. It was on comedy central all the time as a kid, like right after police Academy four, it would, <laughs> you'd still be sitting there with your Cheetos. Is airheads the one where they, uh, they're a rock band that take yeah. over the, the radio station. Yeah. And, like play our demos or we'll kill everybody. With Steve Buscemi and yeah, Adam Sandler, I ain't farting on no snare drum. Yep. <laughs> I just watched that for this show, I think, uh, last year. 
for the first really? time. Yeah. Did we I'm, watch Airheads? I, well, I talked about it on Crossing Streams because oh, I think okay. you talked about it and I had never heard of it before. So I sought it out and it was on HBO Max at the time. Yeah, I just huh. stayed watching Comedy Central as a kid. Uh, but I, yeah, I think The Mummy, and this is great that we're doing this now because it, there's the the Brendan Fraser Assance, right? Mm-hmm. Renaissance. The, is that what Not it is? Not to correct you, but. Oh, that makes way more sense. Because it's Ren. Yeah. Renaissance. You can't just Assance whatever. <laughs> I Chris, get it. Chris Assance. <laughs> you can. We're all living the Chris Assance right now. Yes. The McConaissance. That's how it started. Yeah. It was yeah. the first Assance other than the actual. Other than the Renaissance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. So let's talk about our overall thoughts on The Mummy 1999, your previous experience with the film. Madison, welcome back, by the way. Yeah. yeah thanks you, for. You were much missed. We had a lot of death threats and, and angry emails. Where is Madison? I called him off when I got back. I said, listen, guys, it's okay. Oh, you hired I'm, them initially? Yeah. <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate you doing that. Yeah. I appreciate you doing that. The bomb toes. threats at my apartment were getting really scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you you didn't need to worry. I got swatted six times since you were here last. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I told them they could if they if they wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Left it open. So what is your experience with The Mummy 1999? Not the Tom Cruise version. Uh, yeah, I... Um, <laughs> I didn't know there was a Tom Cruise version until I dove into this. Yeah. Um, But my experience with this movie, I think I forget when I first watched it or like was first exposed to it, because I also want to bring attention to the fact that this movie is classified as a horror film. It's not a horror film. Right. Which was really weird when I was kind of diving into it. I mean, I can see maybe for the time it was classified as that. But I remember being really young when I was exposed to this Mm -hmm. movie, maybe five or six years old. And I have vivid memory of, so my dad, when I was younger, had, you know, his whole movie theater set up in the basement. He had like a bookshelf of nothing but like records, CDs, VHS tapes. What kind of guy? Yeah. And all in alphabetical order. And I remember. What kind of guy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, And that's why I am the way that I am. And my notes look crazy like they do. (laughs) Um, But I remember like when I was really little, I would like pick out the VHS tapes and look at the the front cover art and stuff like that. And um, when you're younger, you go through those phases of watching movies over and over and over until you're like over with it. Mm-hmm. And The Mummy was one of those movies that I remember vividly watching over and over and over. Um, I just remember it being very witty, charming. I loved the uh, action, adventure, like inner archaeologist, treasure hunting trope, just all of that kind of encapsulated in this movie. And then you throw on like the the supernatural. <clears throat> Excuse me. Choking on my words. That's OK. The mummy, Let it out. Let your emotions come through. <laughs> the mummy is taking over my body. <laughs> But yeah, and I loved the slow burn romance between Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss. It yeah, it's just a really fun, awesome movie. It's by no means like one of those major cinematic I don't know, touchstones. It, yeah, but it's it's one of those movies that you can revert back to and it's very nostalgic and it it has a very memorable impression on you, I feel like when you watch it. So Right on. Yeah. Mr. Steve. Uh well, Mr. Chris. Uh, <laughs> Chrysosance. Yeah, you can't, Mr. Chris. Right, the Chrysosance. I know I saw this movie in the theaters, um, and it was one of those movies that, uh, one of the first, because we got our DVD player in around 1999, 2000. Um, So it was one of our first DVDs we had. I think the first two DVDs we bought in our household was The Matrix and Saving Private Ryan, because of course. Mm -hmm. But The Mummy. Gotta get those bonus features. 
Right. And and I remember the DVD case for the mummy. It was one of those mummy cases that or uh, DVD cases that drove me nuts. It was the, the, the snappy ones, the cardboard front with the plastic oh. snap. Yep. I hate it. I knew it was so going to be a snappy one. Work. Give me Worse. clamshells or give me death. <laughs> you all right? better work. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking but, fingernails. Hell mm. yeah. But the uh, like like Madison, this is this is one of those movies that got a, a lot of rotation around that time of my life. <laughs> Like Madison? Like, well, like Madison's experience. Jesus Christ. I watched this movie a lot as a youth, like Madison. Um, Damn, girl. I'm not, no. Don't nux that. I'm not nux you nux for that. that. Uh, because, you know, this movie is really, really fun. Um, it's It has that Indiana Jones vibe while yeah. not being a, a complete Indiana Jones ripoff. Yeah. Um, it's got such a fun cast of characters. Like literally every character is fun in their own right. The writing is surprisingly good in terms of like jokes, but also how they set up things and pay them off later on. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the, and for the time, the the effects were really good. I mean, they are dated now. Like if you watch it now, there's some effects where you're like, Ooh, that looks bad. Particularly the skies. Um, there are some really bad CGI skies in this, but I mean the mummy itself, like the dead, CGI monster that's walking around is like really good, especially for the time. And Mm -hmm. it it holds up for the most part. And the cast is amazing. Like I mentioned before, it's just overall just a fun little romp. Like I feel like I should wear a romper when Mm. watching this movie because it is that much of a romp. It's hard to pee though. It is. You have to zip all the way down and shuffle your arms out of it to get the full effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This guy knows. I do. This guy romps. Momper. Man romper. Mm. Is that what they call it? A momper? I don't think so. Mm. There's something like that. I don't know. This is millennial lingo for me. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't dive into the, the romp territory. <laughs> You're too busy on your rotations. <laughs> yes. Uh, I got to echo you guys. <laughs> Twister. All fours. Harding Mauer. All fours. <laughs> on rotation. <laughs> this what movie's amazing. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. I think... And it does get its due nowadays, right? Like, yeah, I wouldn't call it a cult classic because it was very successful when it came out. But I think people have appreciated it less guiltily over time as they should. Yeah, it's like, okay to say you love this movie now. Yes. And and I think I'm trying to say, I don't know if this is a hot take or if I'm even able to get this thought out of my brain. But like you would say that Raiders of the Lost Ark is heralded. Just simply, I think it's because it's Steven Spielberg is, is the difference there. But like, it's, oh, what a great action adventure movie. One of the best movies ever made. Classic, you Raiders? know, Raiders. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I think this is every bit as good as Raiders. I really do. Yeah, this I agree. Me. Yeah. yeah. I think there's no nothing different. But like, they're both like so well executed and so effective in doing the, the action adventure thing. Uh, I actually like this movie a lot more, but that's probably because of my age. It's like whatever movie I discovered first right mm-hmm. i was a, a 10 or 11 when the mummy came out so i was prime age to be like fuck yeah which i did <laughs> and i was like i would say that when no one was looking fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was telling you before we started recording like i i my, my mom bought me one of those like 
a bolt action rifle. Like it was actual like the toys. It was an actual, yeah, it was yeah, an actual one wooden too. one yeah. with like a fake bullet in the chamber. Yeah, and I would just, I would lay on my carpet and rewatch this VHS over and over and over and like shoot the, the zombie. scene when they're just, doing the, the bolt action. Yeah. Beginning, even the very beginning, like I was just living the drain and I had like two little pistols in my, cause he had all the guns. I the, need a picture. <laughs> very few pictures of my childhood survived due to my early adult choices, but yeah, it was uh, it was a fun time for me. I loved. I was obsessed with this movie. Uh, everyone in this movie is attractive. So somebody wrote in, Period. I think, to our Instagram and said, "This the Mummy 1999 is my sexual orientation." Yes, hundred uh, <laughs> so percent agree. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I had such a guess, crush on Rachel Weisz. Oh Same. man, I have such a crush on Oded Fair. Like that dude is an attractive man. <laughs> it's yes. true. It's true. <laughs> this entire cast is just hot. I was Brendan obsessed Fraser, with all of these people. Yeah. Himbo to the max. Like later even, on in life, even Arnold Vosloo, ooh baby, oh for sure, looking like a snack for running sure. around in that chainmail uh, booty shorts at the end. <laughs> even when his skin wasn't fully on, I was like, wow. Oh, I didn't hate man. it. And uh, what his mouth can do? Whoa. I can only imagine. <laughs> imagine. He can unhinge that jaw. It's not even CGI. No, I, I googled it. That's just Arnold Vosloo himself. <laughs> for as a kid, I thought. Imhotep and uh, I forget the guy's name. I just call him the Magi. I never learned his name. Oh, did fair. The, oh, the character name? The character yeah, name. the character name. It's Ardeth Bay. Ardeth Bay. They got the face tats, right? Yeah. I thought they were the same person. Oh, really? Because I was an idiot. I'm just saying, yeah, that's how dumb of a kid I was. Like, it's the same guy. Just like, put face really, tats and a wig on him. Dude, he just shaved <laughs> his head for some scenes. I mean, you say that like that doesn't happen all the time in other movies. Oh, it does happen. Like Jumanji. Yeah. Yeah. Or, <laughs> Literally, Jonathan Hyde, who's in this movie, plays two characters in mm -hmm. Jumanji. Happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, or uh, uh, Rachel Weiss in her new show, Dead Ringers. Uh, yeah. plays twin sisters. And that, that show is pretty incredible, by the way. If you haven't checked that out, it's a, a David Cronenberg remake but oh, wow. anyway all that is to say the bird I, I knew this movie would win when we put it on the poll yeah it wasn't for, even close for the tomb is i mean what was it like 80 percent or something crazy yeah it was it was a pretty landslide victory and i was so I, ready i appreciate for it. the two people who voted for donnie darko i, I see you <laughs> i appreciate you guys you weren't surviving the storm slightly <laughs> upset that uh laura croft tomb raider didn't win mm -hmm. laura's and laura yeah yeah <laughs> We were going to have to make that movie like yeah. what's it, like be kind. What do they call it? A Swede be kind. Rewind. We were going to have to Swede it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we spelled it wrong. Uh, but yeah, seminal part of my childhood. Adore this movie. Um, love it. Love it. Love it. A knock soon moon. By the way, so there's some controversy came up on TikTok and I was doing some. I wouldn't say deep, I would, very shallow research as in like I Googled like one thing, uh, but everybody was saying. I'm asking this is your generation, so you're going to have to hop in and okay. clear this I'll, shit up. I'll translate. No cap. The whole controversy was, oh, my God, Anaksu Namun is Pharaoh Seti I's daughter and mistress. What a piece of shit, right? And I started Googling, like, oh, really? Because there is a line in this movie Hold where— backtrack. So the, the Pharaoh— Correct. His mistress is his daughter? Is that what you're saying? That's what the, the dead ass, what they're saying. Okay. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know these were like real people. They're, well, Pharaoh Seti the first is, okay. but Nox in the Moon is debated whether or not she's ever existed. Okay. But when I was Googling it, uh, like just on like the, the mummy wiki and stuff, mm -hmm. that is does not seem to be the case. In fact, the sequels would argue otherwise because he does have a daughter that if you've ever seen the sequels, both of you. I've yeah, seen Scorpion King, but I don't remember so, anything other than that awful rock CGI. So they go on to say that. Evelyn, Evie, is the reincarnation 
of Ferrisetti, the first daughter. And that's why um, Imhotep looked at her the way that he did in the first movie. It's just something they made up later. They read, yeah. you know, retconned it. But so that would suggest that Anaxandamon is not his daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a line in this movie where uh, I think it's the the Egyptologist when he finally reveals himself to be part of the Magi. When he starts giving a little exposition and he the says, library curator. Yes. The Egyptologist is uh, oh, 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 that's is right. Dr. Chamberlain, Jonathan Hyde. Yeah, the, yeah. the curator. Um, you're talking about uh, the curator. I think his name is Terrence, played by Eric H- uh, Avari, who's in like a ton of shit. A ton of shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he says the Pharaoh's daughter in reference to Anaxandamun. But he might have meant like the previous Pharaoh. I don't know how Pharaohs work. I don't recall from high school. Um, uh, all that is to say, I do not think Anaxandamun. I think it's just his mistress. However, watching this movie as an adult... I do think for the part of the reason this movie is so fucking good is Imhotep is a really good villain because you can understand everything that he's going through. Like mm-hmm. he was just in love with someone who like was being sexually assaulted on a daily basis and wanted free of the Pharaoh's grasp. Sure. Yeah. And there's a line where uh, the, the, t- the t- face tats guy, he's like, we are descended from the, the Pharaoh's bodyguards. And I'm like, oh, so you're. You're the cops, the evil cops, nonetheless, right? Them initially. Yeah, I'm thinking, a cab, get him, yeah. Imhotep. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> other than destroy the whole world, he does nothing wrong. And really, he's only destroying the whole world because <laughs> other, than, other than destroying well, the world. You know what I mean? Really, he's right. he's only in a position where he can destroy the whole world because, because they're like, him. let's curse him. Yes, here's his punishment. We're gonna give him a curse, and this curse is. He's going to have a real bad time in that grave. All right. Mm-hmm. It's going to suck. But if anyone ever lets him out, he can destroy the world. We're going to have a real bad time. That's not on him. That's why they were. <laughs> I know her exposition later is like, that's why they were hesitant to use this curse. I'm like, yeah, good reason. Yeah. Like, just kill him. Like, we we're res- all kill him. We're going to reserve this world ending curse for the biggest bastard in history. Yeah. Because that's never panned out in a poor way. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe what could go wrong? If you ever put that curse on anyone, you you would put it on like I don't know, like Mother Teresa. If you were going to curse her, well, she was also kind of a bastard. But Steve, but they <laughs> swapped the book's burial sites and lied about it. Right, it was a foolproof plan that nobody would ever find mm, it. That's true. Plus, the cops' kids were watching over it for kids. millennia. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, just watching it as an adult, I was like, "Fuck those guys." You know what I mean? Like the Pharaoh's body. The Pharaoh was a yeah, super the, asshole. The, the begin, the first like few minutes where they kind of set up the backstory of Imhotep and Anax and the Moon is kind of like it really does a lot to make you feel like why? Are, yeah, they're not bad. I like yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck the Pharaoh. And he's he, just he been, deserved to die. He's just been seething for three thousand years, and I so would now too. he's super mad, yeah. and he just pops out, and all he wants is his his lover. Right? He's super angry. That's what makes it such a good movie because you can identify with the villain. That's always the yeah. best type of villain. He right? was in that coffin for three thousand years, scratching at the walls, being eaten by bugs, just constantly going. Tonight will be the night that I will fall for you. He's got the little hair. Always a beginning. <laughs> the dogs are like, leave the hair. How leave did the he hair. have time to carve like super well done hieroglyphics while being by while bugs. being eaten by a hundred scarabs? So it's a lot of uh, uh, concentration that man has. Like, ah, a lot of finger painting while he's getting destroyed and in pitch black. So like, if I try to even write that without bugs crawling on me, it would look like shit. His finger's just a nub. <laughs> just, it comes out. Yeah, because that... What's yeah, it say? Shit, yeah. That carve was deep. It says deaf is only the falafel. I don't understand it. <laughs> That's deep, man. That's deep. Get it? Because he's 
He's not able to write what he's thinking. Yeah. He's getting eaten. Yeah. That's back to that joke. And he's also been bounded up like a mummy. Well, they ate the wrap, so he got out of that. Mm, that's true. It's like me at Subway. He's like, this is inconvenient, <laughs> but kind of nice for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is my phrase. Everyone knows I say this. Mm-hmm. Like, they definitely that, know it's me. Like when that dude was alive, that was like his catchphrase. Like people would be like, here's your sandwich, sir. And he'd be like, thank you. Hey, death is only the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was a big deal. He said, he was have, the high a, priest. have a good day, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, what's the end? He is like, you know how I am with shouting the tomb is empty as people? Yes. That was his phrase that he would yell at people. That's the only beginning. That's the only beginning. (laughs) We're going to live forever. He's like the Tony Robbins of ancient Egypt. (laughs) (laughs) Doing all these seminars and stuff. Yep. Yep. That's that's his calling card. This was co-written, by the way, by Kevin Jara. Jara? Yara? I don't know how it's pronounced, but he's the guy that co-wrote Tombstone that we were just talking about a few weeks ago. Mm. No! (laughs) That's the one. I love that you keep those on there. Yep. You never know when you might need it. You never know. (laughs) Yeah, you never know when you need a... I'm your huckleberry. That's true. God, I would... Dude, if Doc Holliday was in The Mummy 1999, I would never watch a different movie. How lewd. (laughs) When she walks out with her body paint. No wonder you weren't wearing a bustle. (laughs) Because she was planning on killing the pharaoh. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, she's only wearing a loincloth and nipple pasties. Yeah. I just thought I would throw that out there. And no one is allowed. I'm a fan of that. No one's allowed to touch her. Right. Like, no, because she is the property of the Pharaoh. She is his mistress. And he's like, I'm going to paint you every day. And if I see a smudge on you, I'll know someone hath touched you. Mm -hmm. Well, let's dive right in. Let's get there. We'll get there quick. Right. Yeah. It starts off 1290 B.C. What's that mean? It was a year of free love, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I put ancient Egypt as fuck. Uh, This is Thebes, the city of the living. And it's under Pharaoh Seti I. Imhotep is his high priest, keeper of the dead. And Anaxunamun is uh, his his mistress, as they Mm. describe her, right? And as Steve said, yeah, he keeps her in head-to-toe body paint. So that if anybody... Oh, but also the priests are also head-to-toe body paint. Yeah. But but I guess you can touch them. She's got like the black markings, then that's the... If you smudge the black markings. I know. And he goes in for the for the kiss, man. And he like doesn't touch her face. He restrains himself. But then he just full on grabs the Shoulders, arm. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. just fingers the shit out of it. The, yeah. yeah. He's doing the thumb, the thumb action. action. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He was having a thumb war with her shoulders. He did not know how thumb Which, wars Which, by were. the way, that is not the best security system. I mean, she could just be walking in the hallway, having a couple glasses of wine and just scrape one of those walls, one of those sure. rough bricks. Totally. Mm-hmm. And then who touched you? Nobody. The wall. Yeah. <laughs> How many people die before or, he believes her? Or she has an itch on her arm. And she's just like, yeah. you know, yeah. scratchy scratch. Yeah. And he's like, who touched you? A she's bad like, case of eczema. <laughs> and a lot of people are getting executed. But the priests were trying to look out for their homie. Like, oh, he's getting some pushers. Better lock them doors. Because <laughs> when the pharaoh comes in, he's like, what are you doing here? Which leads me to believe, oh, we're keeping a lookout. <laughs> She's getting oh, fingered. We're making sure you don't come in. <laughs> Which is why they get punished, too. But then the pharaoh notices he gets stabbed to death in this awesome silhouette scene. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, I love that. She says, uh, my body is no longer his temple. Yeah, not your temple. My body's my temple, which mm-hmm. is why I only eat greens. <laughs> <And> I- <laughs> She's very fit. Very, she very progressive, this movie. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, and then she bids him go because he can resurrect her. She's very confident him, yeah. in his magical powers, right? And he's like, yeah, but it's still going to hurt really bad. Yeah, and she stabs herself. She does. 
there's actually an ongoing thing. So I was watching some some videos kind of to find up some, you know, behind the scenes. BTS? You know, BTS. Not the band. Movie. And apparently the director, Steven Summers, had a really awful time with extras in this movie. Mm. Like the extras in this movie were like blowing takes all the time. And there's a really famous one towards the end of the movie. But the first example of this is he apparently it took like 10 takes to get the the bodyguards of the pharaoh when they walk in, they see the dead body. It took like 10 takes to get them all to look at the body at the same time. So it's just funny <laughs> that you say that because when I was watching it last night, there's a guy like second from the left with long hair. He looks like he's in Nickelback or something. And his act is really bad. Like he's like. It's Chad Kruger. Yeah, it's literally him. He's like, oh, look at this photograph. At this <laughs> <laughs> but he's, his acting in that scene is like, oh, oh, no. What happened to the Pharaoh? Where's Harvey? Oh, my God. <laughs> So I, I, I cannot believe this is happening. <laughs> I took note of it. So it's funny you say that. Like you can totally tell. But I blame Stephen Summers. You know, eighty million dollars. How much of that was? What did they give the extras? A bag of fucking rolls gold, and that's it. Probably it's a Panera sandwich. They were sitting lunch. there for fourteen Probably. hours a day waiting for their. T- you know, yeah. Pay the extras, guys. You yeah. get you get what you pay for in this yeah. world. But so he steals her body, takes her to Hamanoptra, the city of the dead, uh, and he's got you know he's got the book of the dead. Which is what you do in the city of the dead. It makes sense. Yeah. The, the, every city ha- is a, of the blank and it has a book of the blank as well. Yeah. Thebes. City of the living. Yeah. Well, so, that's the book of Amun-Ra. Like Cincinnati is the city of Geta. Sure. And so we have the book of Geta. The as book of well. the Geta. Yeah. We do. Mm-hmm. Got to get it. You got to get it. Uh, CGI, not great with the water soul stuff, but there's a lot of stuff in this movie that does look pretty good. Yeah. My notes are, okay, VFX, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because one of the sequels to this, or, or spinoffs, I guess, has uh, legendarily the worst CGI of all time, the, the Scorpion, Scorpion King. King. Yeah. 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 Um, but the, some of the stuff in, like the actual uh, early mummy Imhotep stuff is pretty good, I think. Oh, yeah. For the most part, the, the special effects hold up. Uh, and Except those skies. I'm just saying the, yeah, skies, the skies are like very Mortal Kombat bad sky CGI. Yeah. I dig it. War dig of it. the Worlds, like, whoa, okay. But I love Mortal Kombat, so. That's true. Best score of all time. Mm-hmm. Do you got it on there? No, I was gonna, I was playing with this earlier. With, <laughs> I was like, why the wow. fuck no, do you have that no, on there? During the fill episode, we were doing, <laughs> we were doing uh, Shao Kahn voices where it's like, fight. Uh, like, oh, yeah. nice. Okay. It's such a best. <laughs> like, that was the thing that Shao Kahn would always say. <laughs> But the Pharaoh's bodyguards stop him right as he almost completes the resurrection ritual. Um, that's hard to say. What, what resurrection. Resurrection ritual. ritual. Yeah. That's hard to say. <laughs> Elmer Fudd was having a time with this movie. Be very quiet. <laughs> we'll make him mummies. <laughs> the resurrection ritual. <laughs> but his priests get mummified alive. That sucks. Which yeah. is, is rough stuff. Like well, later on, Evie is describing the process of mummification. And she's like, well, it's okay because they're dead. And like, I think that was on purpose to reference the people in the rooms where she's sitting were mummified alive, mm-hmm. which is a bummer. Uh, <laughs> and he must endure the curse of the home die, the home die, which is where we were talking about earlier was not a good move on their yeah. part. Yeah. Apparently he was fully wrapped up in bandages for four hours on set. Really? Oh. Like that shot where he's completely like bandaged up. Yeah. Why? It's like that for four hours. I why? guess because they had to get that shot and the extras kept blow, blowing their keys. <laughs> <cues. laughs> four hours there, there, for that? There's a wide shot that starts on one of the extras, like putting a something in a fire and then it pans up and reveals the the priest getting mummified alive it's yeah. that shot apparently that shot took 12 takes because of just one dude like this oh one dude gosh. just kept blowing his cue every single time and all he had to do was 
turn. Oh no! <laughs> Again, he's got he got paid a, a bite sized bag of rolled gold. Yeah. Um, and the magi must never allow him to be released. It's like that's the intro that we get. That's the inciting yeah. incident. If you be will, super powerful if he ever gets released. And the statue of Anubis transition, I thought was, was excellent. I, Let I, me. I call it the transition of erosion. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it fits. And we we start off now in Hamanoptera in the year 1923. The magi uh, descend from the pharaoh's bodyguards. That's when we learn that they're just cops, and the <laughs> armies be battling over the land. Right. And I wasn't sure no matter how many times I've seen this is Rick. He's in the French Foreign Legion. Is he not a mercenary? He's just in the he's in the French Foreign Legion. Yeah. Okay, And he's fighting because Benny and I didn't realize this until watching this movie with subtitles. Benny's Hungarian. Yes. Yeah. I never never knew that until I watched with uh, subtitles on because whenever he would kind of like speak his language and kind of like mutter to himself, it always say speaks in Hungarian. I'm like, oh, I never really thought of him as an Hungarian guy, but sure. Makes sense that he's in the French Foreign Legion then. Yeah. Does it? I don't know my Europe. I don't know either. <laughs> you just said that? Yeah. Are well, they are they beholden to France, the Hungarians? Well, Hungary? Here, I'm going to look up the French Foreign Legion while you do that. But are you saying that they're fighting the, what we call the Magi? No, they're not. The Magi are like watching yeah, this go down. Yeah, they're watching to make sure that and that's know, neither, the, neither side finds the tomb. Yeah, the tomb. and yeah. the narrator's like descended from the Pharaoh's bodyguards. He doesn't talk like that, but in my mind he does because he's a cop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the, the French Foreign Legion, uh-huh. men between the ages of 17 and 40 uh, of any nationality may join the Legion. Recruits enlist under an assumed name, a requirement known as the anonymate. I mm-hmm. might be pronouncing that incorrectly. No, you nailed it. But a legionnaire may request to serve under his true name after a year of service. I should know all this because of how many times I've seen Jean-Claude Van Damme's legionnaire. Mm. Just a, is that a thing? Is that a plot point in Legionnaire? I don't remember anything other than Jean-Claude Van Damme and Legionnaire. What kind of a deal? And that, and that outfit. Classic cinema, though. Mm. But so, yeah, they're fighting uh, someone. Sure. They don't really kind of get into yeah, who they they're fighting. Yeah, we don't know who they're fighting. But they wants that land. And Benny uh, runs from him, right? Like your strength <laughs> inspires me. Bitch. He is a bitch. He is a classic selfish biatch. I love how they try to make it seem like they're friends. Like, you're, you're with me on this one, right? He's like, yeah, your strength gives me strength. And then he immediately runs. runs away. And that's like, like no, that's Benny's character arc. And he's that's just an opportunistic coward. And they have like some weird uh, frenemy relationship. Mm-hmm. But like, even them. if he had just run, like, you could still be friends with him. Like, he's just a coward, right? Yeah, but then yeah. when he shuts the door on him, you're like, oh, okay, you're, yeah, you're a dick. You're toxically a- coward, right? Yeah. yeah. Selfish person. I get it now. Um, I love the the bit where the British officer that's leading them runs, or I guess the French officer runs, and Benny's like, he just got promoted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good Benny voice. Yeah. Um, and so the horses and men all flee right before they shoot Rick, because they finally corner Rick after a harrowing adventure sequence. It's a great action scene. It is good. Yeah, and they get him right up to where, and we get to see that he's a badass, right? And he's got at least four pistols on him and a rifle. Yeah, he, he knows takes on this army them. basically by himself. He always shoots way more bullets than necessary, especially yeah. for the old school six shooters. Yeah, like he got a finite amount of bullets he there, runs buddy. out of six shooter ammo in maybe like a second. Yeah, he busts uh, like all 12 <laughs> caps. I'm out. Two dudes. <laughs> <you know? laughs> 
I do love the wide shot of this battle because you've got the front line that uh, Brendan Fraser and uh, Benny, I can't, I don't know the actor's name off the top of my head, they're on the front line, right? But then there's like a giant wall behind them and there's people on the wall. And anytime they cut to a wide shot, there is never no less than 20 people falling off that wall at any given time. Yeah, they, why were they shooting them? Yeah, exactly. They're, they're I thought always, the same thing. Like, ah. it's, like a, it's like a waterfall of extras just constantly <laughs> flowing off of this wall. <laughs> Get a, they're thinking ahead by shooting those guys. Yeah. So they they finally corner Rick like at the statue of Anubis, uh, and they're about to to fire upon him when they get spooked because they are presumably locals who know the curse of the area, right? It's the curse, and they flee, right? And when Rick's like, huh, I scared him. Uh, <laughs> but then there's a whispering, uh, like Sam Raimi directed you certain scenes of this. Yeah. <laughs> you will die. I don't like you. You're stepping on my headstone. That's really disrespectful. George of the Jungle sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it's Polly Shore. Wee's in the chest. Wee's in the chest. <laughs> uh, and then there's like crazy sand and a scary mouth. It's crazy sand, yeah. Uh, which is on the, the cover. And then the Magi watch Rick leave and they're like, don't worry, the desert will kill him. We're not. <laughs> We not waste bullet. Little did they know. Little did they know that the desert kills no one in movies. No. We have to wear these body cams now. We can't do anything to him. <laughs> <laughs> we can't search him unless we have probable cause. <laughs> yeah. And then three years later in Cairo. So I did some quick math with a calculator. That would make it 1926. Good job. Thank Nailed you. Nailed it. Nailed it. And we're introduced to Evelyn in a museum, and she's a, a, a librarian and happy to be it. She's on a ladder. There's a lot of good physical comedy in this movie that I yeah. didn't really remember uh, specifically, but she does this whole, like, Charlie Chaplin ladder scene. Um, With the, the dude in drag on the ladder. <laughs> Did you recognize that or something? Yeah, well, when they cut to the wide shots, like that's definitely not Rachel Weisz. That's a dude. I didn't <laughs> notice that. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't pay attention. The wide shot is when she's like doing, you know, yeah, actually of, standing yeah, yeah, on the yeah, ladder. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a stunt double. Huh. Wow. But it's a male stunt double, which is makes it funnier. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Equally attractive one. Oh, I didn't yeah. notice. The Wood sexy smash. librarian energy is still <laughs> <Yeah>. still radiating. <laughs> radiating, <My> dude, <laughs> ripping so off that guy. <laughs> and she knocks every bookshelf down like dominoes. Uh, and then her the curator comes out. Sons of the pharaohs. He even curses in like Egyptology. Uh, <laughs> Compared to you, the other plagues were a joy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. Other Egypt references. Um, <laughs> and this is where we get a little clever exposition, I thought, from a writing perspective. Like, we find out that she can read and write ancient Egyptian, that she's mm -hmm. very talented in that regard. But also that her parents were uh, – there, there's some, like, Egyptology nepotism going on here. Like, that's why she's there. Her parents were yeah. uh, the wealthiest patrons of that library, right? Mm -hmm. And then she hears some ruckus within. Well, that that shot where they knocked down the the, the bookcases, that yeah. domino. Was that, that another was, one that took 12 takes? No, they had to do that in one. That was all in one take. And they had, because they used like an absurd amount of books in that. And they were like, we, we can only afford to do this one time, guys. We got to get it right. It's like the uh, statues not being knocked over in Men in Tights. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But more high stakes. Yeah, way, way more. <laughs> 
So is the, is the whole shot her falling, the camera panning around, and then showing her reaction to that? Yeah, that's all wow. one take. And because they couldn't have like multiple cutaway cameras in there because the, the lighting too, that they were used yeah. was, was too elaborate. And so they were like, okay, we have to do this right. Don't fuck it up. And luckily they did. They got it all they in one take. They nailed it. Yeah. It's good. a good scene for sure. And there you know, were no extras in that. Yeah, I was going to say there were no extras, so. so they were able to nail it. Yeah. <laughs> that's why they were like, empty the room. They were written in there. You know it. But he was like, I can't risk it. I yeah, you guys got to go. She's by herself. Um, so she hears a ruckus w- w- deeper into the the library or the museum part of it. Uh, and she finds that her brother, Jonathan, pranks her with a with a corpse. He's laying in the coffin with it, disrespecting the dead. This I guy, love Jonathan. This guy, we saw him uh, in the very first episode of The Last of Us. Do you remember that? He's in the opening scene of the hit show, The Last of Us. I think I said that's the guy from The Mummy. Yeah, you, I don't you pointed where. that out. But he in the beginning when they have that 1960s talk show and there's that one oh, scientist yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like, oh, the real threat is a fungal disease. That Yeah, he plays that that doctor who was you know, telling the oncoming doom that the role was about to experience. The fungus expert. Yeah. His name's, that actor's name's John Hanna? Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we find a little bit more about Evie. The Bembridge scholars have refused her. So she's got like a chip on her shoulder a little bit about her scholarly nature. Uh, and he gives her a quote unquote trinket that he found in the Thebes, he says. Right. Uh, which we find out very soon is the key. Uh, and she's excited about this. But she finds like a whole ass map to Hominoptera a inside the map. key. Why would they put that in there? Here's the key you need. Here's the map. But don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't they throw this shit away? Why don't they ever like this movie would have been two hours longer? <laughs> you can go over here, but you better not. But don't X marks the spot, but don't go there. Hopefully we got some cops that will say, oops, it's on fire. But like, yeah. why would they need the map if they had no intention of resurrecting this guy? Right. Like who needs to find this place? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like a, one of the priests. Well, my head cannon. Check this out. One of <laughs> <laughs> one of Imhotep's priests. Went undercover. All he had to do was take off his robe and wash off the gold paint. Sure. Maybe a quick wig. And he was just like, oh, I love he the Pharaoh when they walked by. He just like, had to look like good. Nickelback yeah, real quick. Exactly. It was Chad Kruger. <laughs> look at this photograph. Yeah. <laughs> just, look at this map. <laughs> look at this map. <laughs> look at this Pharaoh's map. <laughs> and then he put it in there, tucked it away. A few thousand years. Be, look at this cartograph. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's good. good. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Damn. Love it. <laughs> Nickelback humor. Uh, um, Nickelback and the mummy uh, cross worlds. I love it. <laughs> and this is where we learn about a little more about their knowledge of Hominoptera in the present day. Uh, they take it to the curator, super excited, and he pretends to accidentally burn it. So, uh, oh, no. Oops. Oh, no. It, probably for the best. He doesn't even hide it, though. You know, you can tell. It's, oh, it's probably for the best. Many have died seeking Hominoptera. Or many have gone off in search of it and few have returned, some shit like that, right? Then we cut to uh, the Cairo prison. And it's an interesting, I feel like there was a scene cut out here. It still works, like maybe a conversation or at least a quick line between Jonathan and I was curious, okay, they went from the curator to how did they know that Brendan Fraser's character knew? Because Jonathan stole it. it. At some point off screen, he admits to Evie he didn't find it in Thebes, that he stole it from a guy local in a bar, right, Mm -hmm. who's now in prison. And you think there's a... A deleted scene of that conversation. I imagine so, because it's like, you know, we're all. Sure. Well, there's probably a deleted scene of like. We're all pretty where, smart how folks. He knows he's in prison and not necessarily at that bar. He pickpocketed. Yeah, there's just info. like a lot of info there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And where it, do they get from A to C? Like last night taking notes, I even rewind, rewound it um, just because 
watching it for this kind of purpose. I was like, wait, wait, wait. And then I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I guess they just kind of yeah. expect you to assume everything from this conversation between Jonathan and Evie there. But he lied to her about where he got it. Um, and and Rick from earlier is in prison now. He's the one that had the key. He got it in Hamanoptera. This is me figuring all this shit out. <laughs> I just want to read you my stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he punches Jonathan because eventually he does recognize him. Oh, I love the the prison warden. Can I just say that? Yeah, say I, it. I love the the, the stinky warden. guy, the warden, Hassan, our little stinky friend. Yeah, I love him because he's got a really good voice. He does. Like he has a very memorable voice. And uh, is there a way where you can say vocal blocking, like the blocking of line delivery mm-hmm. deliveries? Because there's a point where he's like. How would he say? He said something like he was just looking for a good time. And like right as he's like says that that's when he bursts into the room and just the way he like delivers. I'm like, mm, I, f- I feel really good about this. Yeah. And then later when he says that he's going to execute him, he references that joke. He had a very good time. Yeah. I wrote that down. I, I did love that shit. Some of the interplay is, yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Um, I was wondering what to call that guy. I, I've just called him. The, I've called him the jailer throughout yeah, this whole that's thing. That's fair. But warden is a much I call better him prison thing guy. Call him. Yeah, I think Jonathan calls him the warden. He does. At one point. Where's mm-hmm. the warden? Gotcha. Um, but he, he kisses Evie uh, without consent. Rick does, not the warden. Correct. <laughs> well, he tries. Just to clarify. <laughs> uh, I mean, who hasn't? Right. <laughs> <laughs> who amongst us? Who yeah. amongst us? Uh, and then later on, he's letting her watch the execution. And at this point, he tells her he knows where Hamanoptra is. He's been there personally, right? She does believe him for whatever reason. She So she's like, oh, I need him on my team. I need this guy. And so... <laughs> She uh, what's so, so funny. I love the executioner where he's like, any last requests? And he's like, yeah, loosen this. <laughs> let me loosen go. Let me go. Let me go. And then the guy looks at the word like, can he do that? <laughs> Is that no. a laugh? And no, then, then he gets mad, like slaps him on the back of the head. You embarrassed me in front of my friends. Uh, but she offers a, a couple of figures, but up to 500 pounds to release Rick O'Connell. Uh, and then he's like, how about also maybe a hand job? And she's like, <laughs> he said, I'm a little lonely. Definitely not. And he's like, deals off then. No, hang the man. Uh, and so because she denied him ass, he said, no, kill the man. Uh, but then she's like, hey, he's, he knows where Hamanoptra is. We're going to get all kinds of Are treasure. Booty? Girl, you shoot me. He knows Hamanoptra? <laughs> so he knows some, our, oh, shit. So quick came. You just negotiate. <laughs> He reverse negotiates. Uh, <laughs> I do love it how he doesn't he start at like, does he start at 50 percent? 50 50, I think it's 50 50. And then at one point he gets she, it up to 30 and then she tricks him into going to 25 below what she said. I think yeah. he's just dumb. Yeah. Well, he is dumb. Yeah. He's, he's a dumb person. <laughs> she says 30 and he goes 25. <laughs> Deal. Ah, damn but it. to his credit, he's a smarmy guy, but he. He's like, oh, you got me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. He doesn't He doesn't try to backtrack. He's like, ah, shit. Okay, <laughs> fine. Yeah. But the next day, they're beginning their journey, and she's talking hella shit to Jonathan about Rick O'Connell. Like, he's just a swashbuckling, dirty. Scoundrel. Scoundrel. Just a real piece of shit. And he shows up all handsome, Scruffy sexy, nerf cleaned up. She probably saw some stills of George of the Jungle in that loincloth and Doing was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Strong as me. he can be. And then, <laughs> watch Ooh, out for watch that out tree. For that tree. <laughs> Uh, I, I like this. There's a small thing, too. I noticed. I think Jonathan goes up and kind of slaps him on the back and O'Connell checks like his wallet or something. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Very nice. Now that he's sober, Touch. he's like, hey, we need to make, so he had to make sure he wasn't robbed by Jonathan again. And then the, the warden shows up uh, to protect his investment. Smart guy. Smart guy. Mm, is he? Is he? He's not. 
Um, he's an enterprising individual. How about that? Next scene. The he mat- just seems like a very simple-minded guy that's just, I made a deal and I'm going to see it follow through. Mm-hmm. Just kind of. I had some PTO banked at the at the prison, and I'm gonna use it. Yeah, <laughs> this seems like a great great little adventure. I hope I find some blue gold. That'd be great. We all know blue gold <laughs> is in them sands. Mm-hmm. And then the very next shot we get is the Magi already being all creepy on their the, little the rowboat guy. Yeah, I love the hook. hook guy where he like brings out his hook. It's like menacing hook wide, and then like it pans out to reveal they're on a canoe. It's like Peter Pan. Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> I did. I just watched Peter Pan and Wendy yesterday as well. Oh, really? The new Disney Plus. Did you really? Adaptation. Yeah, sort of. Wow. Wait, is it on Disney right now? Huh? Shut up. Straight okay. to VOD. Straight to streaming. I fell Sorry. asleep. I was. Oh. Every time I see a new Peter Pan movie come out, my first thought is, who's this for? It's probably not the movie's fault. It's the fact that I'm getting older and I am less and less able to think happy thoughts and I'm in, <laughs> in recovery. So I can't use pixie dust. Okay, best. Okay, what are your guys' favorite interpretation of the Peter Pan story? Hook. Yeah, I was going to say Hook. Hook is easily one of my favorites. Movie, yo. Yeah, it's probably Hook. I mean, but I, I haven't seen it. And there are, are like a billion Peter Pan. I have heard the 2003 that. Peter Pan is fire. Okay, that one, that one is pretty good. I haven't seen it. It's pretty good. Jason Isaacs plays uh, the dad and Captain Hook. Nice. Oh, JC Isaacs. Yeah, I forget. I think Jeremy Sumter is who is the guy who plays Peter Pan. And a lot of my my friends growing up, like a way that we would bond would be over Jeremy Sumter. Hold on, let me let me double check and make sure that's the <laughs> name. I'm pretty sure you're correct. I've never seen the awful lamp uh just much much hated yeah, Hugh Jackman pan either. Oh, I saw that and that was bad. Mm. That was bad. What's the is it the play that always goes wrong where it's a Peter Pan thing. That's it's like a famous, it's a popular stage play currently happening where they're putting on a, a performance of Peter Pan, but like everything goes wrong in the play. And that's part of the act. Have I've never heard seen this. this? I don't know. No. They put a lot of stuff on TikTok where, to kind of like generate buzz about it. And it looks really funny where like the, the, the captain hooks like doing a big, you know, villainous speech. And then like the, one of the one of the extras like falls over and like breaks the set and then he's like looking around like uh yeah and he like keeps going like the whole point is this play keeps fucking up oh. and the actors are barreling through it at the same time it's it looks really funny hmm. it's like being on the set of the mummy 1999 yeah with the extras yeah yeah basically but on purpose <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so the magi are creeping toward the boat they don't have a warrant but they don't care uh <laughs> <laughs> it's a no-knock policy. This is where we meet the other team heading to Hamanatra. The the, um, the Americans are playing poker. Um, and they make a bet with Rick on who's going to get there first. $500. Who's going to get there first. And Rick takes that bet. But they say they also have a man who's been there. And uh, we find out soon that it's Benny. Benny's bitch ass. And the next scene, Rick's just throwing out all of his guns to impress Evie. He's like. <laughs> he said, look at this shit. Look at all these. <laughs> I'm just going to polish them in front of you real quick. Got to keep them oiled and slick so they slide easy. Do you want to know the names I've given them? (laughs) (laughs) This one is, this one is Kathy. And this one is Kathy too. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what kind of guns they are. I just know the sound they make when they take a man's life. (laughs) (laughs) It's pew. And of course she's... And of course, Evie doesn't give a shit. The only thing that is on her mind is that kid. Getting dicked on. Yeah. (laughs) But she also tells him that she's looking for the book of uh, Amun Ra. Ra. 
Yeah. Um, it's said to have been made of solid gold. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what he says. Like, oh, and the fact that it's made of solid gold means nothing. But she's impressed. Like, oh, oh you, you know, know your, your history? I know my treasure. Hello? And where the G-spot is. And she's like, what? And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what I did like is they, like, clearly Rick is like the bronze, you know, of the, you know, Evie's the brains. Am I saying that right? Braun. 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 Yeah. And so it's like, you know, I was going to say, no, what? He is gold. (laughs) (laughs) But his skin is bronze. (laughs) And we like that. Yeah, Yeah, we Um, do. We do. I'm pale. But it's like, I liked this scene where (laughs) they both have this commonality of like, yeah, we don't give a shit about like the gold, the treasure. We, you know, we like the history part of it. Yeah. We like the the adventure. Yeah. And so that's why I like this scene. For sure. But why did he kiss her, Chris? Yeah, that's where it all goes downhill for him. He's 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 got a lot of riz up to this point. You would say one would say yeah, why he's totally. a wizard, Harry. He's the wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know any more riz puns. He's at the, the Rizzler. Sure. Yeah, as with classics. Yeah, but I've seen some good ones since then. I have to catch you up, Steve. The line, the riz in the wardrobe. <laughs> but she says, "Hey, nice. why'd you kiss me?" And he said, "I was about to be hanged." Seemed like a good idea at the time, and in like a very disinterested, offhand way. Yeah, like, like I'm cool. I don't need to tell you. You were the only woman I could see. Yeah. I almost kissed the warden. Jonathan wasn't looking bad. I was drunk. I was in prison. Yeah, I could have kissed Jonathan. <laughs> she's offended by that. She storms off, but not far. Like she's still nearby, like just petting the horse, which is kind of awkward because it looks like they, they block it to where she just kind of walks out of frame. Yeah. But after he finds Benny, she's just right next to them still. Yeah. She's still like 15 feet away, just petting the camel. I actually don't know where my room is. I don't know why she sounds like Pippin now. Hello, Pippin the dog. <laughs> I often like adventure and also Frenching Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Who doesn't? Not me. I love him. <laughs> but he, find, <laughs> he finds Benny hiding back there. They have a quick conversation. My little buddy Benny, and then throws Benny overboard, which I thought was hilarious. I love how it's it's made clear that Benny does this often, where he will take people to the city of Hamanoptera, but he will be paid up in full and f- up front, and then just ditch them in the desert, and where they presumably them, will die. Where they presumably die. But these Americans are smart because they are only paying him half up front and half when they get back. And Benny's very greedy. He could just take the half, but that's his greed is his downfall, yeah. as we'll see by the end of the movie. Yeah. 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 But he gets thrown overboard. And then he Rick does. sees some wet footsteps, right? And he's like, ooh, that's not good. Somebody's been in the water walking on the walking on the deck. I love the small touch where he immediately looks back overboard to see, like, did Benny get did back Benny? up here? Yeah. He's fast as shit. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and we cut to Evie in her nighty thinking about the kiss, but trying not to. But she's reading like some. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's like reading erotica. She's yeah. like, shit. And then the octopus uh, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Hold on. Oh, my. I just want to point out. Tentacles. Both of you knew about tentacle porn. <laughs> just <from laughs> so don't be pointing any fingers <laughs> or suction cups in my way. Who amongst us hasn't thought about being wrapped up? Stop it. (laughs) Stop it, Steve. And then she gets accosted by the Magi man. Hook man. In a very (laughs) fun classic. Oh, no, I'm in the mirror. I dropped something. Let me bend down and then come back in the mirrors and frame. (laughs) And then, you know, the bad guy's there, too. Just unwashed and sneering. Complete jump scare. Loved it. Right as she let her hair down, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins has a very good bit about that trope where he like 
he like describes being in this bathroom for maybe five minutes leading up to the point where he's like, and then I continue looking in myself in the mirror. And like, it's just this <laughs> long drawn out joke before finally he does the whole like, oh, there's a ghost behind me, that type of thing. Yeah. Great yeah. joke. Look it up. It works every time, though. It is good. And then I think Rick busts in and he like shoots the guy through the window. Through the wall. Sweat trip down. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like the guy opens the window, and I guess the air from the window makes the the candle move, and that gives Rick the the oh the heads up. There's a guy in the window, so he turns yeah. and shoots that dude. But of course, he fires eleven of his twelve bullets at that one guy. Yeah, and he because you can't risk it. Does he shoot a lantern, and that's how everything gets on fire? Yeah. So yeah. Yes. Oh, that fucking boat goes up in flames quick. Yeah. <laughs> what is that yeah. boat made out of? Twigs. <laughs> timber and gasoline yeah to lube it up for the water but uh they leave the room and the, the map's on fire and she's like oh no we left the map and he goes no i'm the map 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 do we all write down a door of the explorer yep, joke there we did, <laughs> yes. we, did. <laughs> we are all cool but then doesn't uh so jonathan goes back in and he accidentally knocks the hook guy into the fire <laughs> i know because she left the key and didn't even think about it they she didn't really know that was a key at the time right it was just a box but and he's jonathan, like hey my box yeah he goes and gets it knocks the hook guy into the fire and then the hook guy proceeds to spend the next i don't know conservatively 30 minutes on fire wandering that boat <laughs> <He> does <laughs> looking for the, he's a beast <laughs> And uh, I like the scene where a more physical comedy yeah. uh, where she saves him from the bullet. That was good. You see the, the bullet holes approaching his head and then she gets increasingly concerned and then yanks him to He's safety. He's like nonchalantly reloading his gun, not even noticing. And then she just tugs him. It's great. It's just good it's fucking good. TV. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's good TV. Good movie. Goddamn. It's like Curse of the Black Pearl, by the way, is also kind of like this. And I, very good. I wrote at the very oh, top. Yeah. It's it reminds me a lot of Pirates of the Caribbean and National Treasure. Those two movies. Top also slap. Yeah. I'm very, very good movies. Not as many. Well, I would. you're right. Curse of the Black Pearl does have almost as many, if not as many attractive people. National Treasure, not so much. Jeffrey Rush. Mm. I mean, <laughs> Diane, even, <laughs> Diane Kruger, though. No, for sure. For sure. Dime. <laughs> so hot. Like that scene where they have to change clothes in the, oh. in the stalls. Name. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you're we're on the same page. We're on the same page. Wow. <laughs> oh, anyway, back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> um, what happens? What happens? Sheesh. She saves him from the bullet. And then he says, can you swim? And she's like, yeah, when it's, when when it's needed. And he's like, well, it's needed. It's throws needed. her off it the boat. It calls for it. <laughs> Uh, and I, then, love, I love the gag with the warden where he's yeah. the warden runs up, what do we do? What do we do? And he's like, don't worry, I'll go get help. And he jumps off the boat. Here. And then there's that beat where the warden's like nervously waiting on the boat on fire before he's like, oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> and he jumps off. Yeah. And the other Americans are having uh, a cowboy good time. They're having yeah. the time of their lives. Woo, I yeah. wanted to shoot people so bad Woo, for a long yeah. time. That's why we came to this country. Pew, pew. And they, they end up saving Jonathan, actually. So they're not they're not bad guys. No. They're, just, they're just stereotypical Americans, right? Yeah. Which is the worst. What? Even uh, even Jonathan has that like Americans <laughs> line before they save him. And then he's like, bloody good show, chaps. Yeah. yeah. Right on. I will be stereotypically British since you are cowboys, clearly. <laughs> hip, hip, cheerio. Here's an abominable bunt. <laughs> mm, could really go for some bangers and mash right now. And <laughs> I got Australian there at the end. <laughs> nice yeah. count. Just, nice a little, count. just a little mite. Nice count. Nar. 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 <laughs> so, everyone hates us. <laughs> Roy Kent says that in Ted Lasso, too. He goes, no. 
But when they get to land, there's a funny scene where Benny's super happy. Looks like I got all the horses. And then Rick retorts that you're on the wrong side of the river with looks, those horses, you looks dumbass. To me like you're on the wrong side of the river. Which cue SNL skit in a van down by <laughs> the river. And Chris Farley's parked right there. Yeah, he's just chilling. Eating all the 30 kids' school lunches. So so this this scene actually has a little bit of interesting CGI happening in it. And that is oh. that they painted over Rachel Weiss's dress because uh, it was see-through because of the water that they were trudging in. So they painted yeah. over it so it would not be see-through. And mm-hmm. I made note. I said, wait. I said, Evie in that nightgown is doing something to me along with Rick's rolled up quarter sleeves. <laughs> yes. I didn't want to be inappropriate. <laughs> but I was like, dang. With the wet they, white nighty. I didn't know they painted over it. Like, yeah, d- digitally they painted over so also, it okay, yeah, see-through. Since we're all being honest here, there's an when she gets her uh, Egyptian garb, like with the, I don't know, I forget what it's called, but it's like a mouth Face veil. Face covering. Yeah. At night when she's drinking and, and the fire, I thought a lot of that outfit was see-through. I didn't take note of that. I no? didn't take note of that either. I, I was just like, dang. I wasn't looking too hard. <laughs> I wasn't either. Oh, sure. <laughs> I was. What do you mean? Like, I could season? see. I don't want to say anything you rude. You could see her brassiere, like her underwear. Like, you, like I no thought bra? I, I thought I could see thighs in an underwear outline, but also like her breasts were a different color, a skin color. Oh. shade than like her shoulders and stuff were. And I was okay. just like, are they, you know what I mean? I was just like, what a weird outfit choice. Or maybe I'm Chris, hoping it's for Chris, things. Chris, <laughs> Chris, it's the desert. You want to wear stuff that breathes. Okay? That's true. It's true. You got a good point there, Steve. I mean, all the dudes wish they were wearing that outfit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> said they were in like full cotton. And they got a lot of wool. Sweating their balls off. Basically. Well, I never understood. And, and maybe it's true. I've never been there. But in like, uh, even the Magi, <laughs> I mean, in the desert. They're, we're all wearing like black. Like that attracts sunlight, right? That's not what you want to do, right? Yeah. I'm sure it's very I thin. I think but there's, there's what, some truth to why you wear black. I don't know if it's so you're easily, like you can be seen. So you don't from, reflect light? Yeah. Or you can be seen from far away. So like, I don't, I don't know exactly well, they also, why. They also wear a lot of layers because it does get incredibly cold as well at night. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird, isn't it? Like but the, also you're not supposed to expose your skin to, to the, the sun. sun. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, that'll that'll mess you up. But yeah, the wearing all black is a little that sucks. It's Check this out, sweaty. The amount of heat gained by a Bedouin translate exposed to I don't know what that is. Expo- I, I think that's a people who live in deserts. I think uh, exposed to desert heat is the same whether he or she wears a black robe or a white one. Mm. Uh, the additional heat absorbed by the black robe is lost before it reaches the skin and drives convection under the black robe making it more comfortable than a white robe. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it doesn't make a huge difference whether you're wearing black or white in, in the hot weather, however, hmm. is what another person on Google says. <laughs> well, it does if you got high leather seats in your car. You just look cooler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My fucking thighs be burning. For sure. I also have black seats, and uh, that is true. Yeah. That is a truism. But any hoosel, they negotiate for some camels, right? And uh, Rick makes a joke about it. Hey, it would have been a lot faster if we gave him your sister. But then he sees Evie looking fly in her new outfit. Smoking hot. Woo. And uh, the Magi are just always watching. 
always be watching, right? They're um, like, mm, she look good in this. Damn, she does look shit. good on that. Okay, we should girl. get some of those. I told you we should get the mouth face. Um, <laughs> he said, I gotta hide. I can't hide these face tattoos. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And then everyone's falling asleep on Camelback except for Rick. I think uh, there's a funny scene where Jonathan like hits the warden with his <laughs> his camel swatter, whatever that's called. I love the bit where they're like, I hate camels. They smell. They bite. They spit. Smash cut to the warden spitting. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he's worse than a camel. Mm-hmm. And they're, they show up uh, right at the same time as the Americans, I guess, because even though they were on the right side of the river, they had to stop to negotiate for camels. And so they ended up showing up at the same time. And they all have to wait for the sunrise to be shown the way. And only Benny and Rick know this. And then there's a race. They're trying to win the 500 bucks, right? Um, to be the first person to enter Hamanoptera. Evie ends up winning. And that's where Rick starts to fall for her even more. He's like, damn, she's hot and she knows how to ride a camel. <laughs> I would, like, are camels fast? I was going to ask, I think in the sand, they could be better than horses. In my notes, I wrote the camels are surprisingly in the lead, question mark. I think camels are better in sand. Okay. In the terrain. And so like that. That helps. I'm not sure. But then I saw the Magi. It says horses horses. horses are faster than camels over terrains where the soil is well packed and hard. Camels may outrun horses on sandy terrain. (sighs) Google coming in motherfucking clutch. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, even still, those horses were like. Very far behind. Yeah, they were getting crushed. But Evie did have the secret weapon, which was the very specific, hey, go faster, activate the nitrous booster. Yeah, she uh, was the call. Because that camel does like a little, has a little flatulence, and then it goes really fast. She um, She knows how to talk to it. See, 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 see. She ran into a a mushroom from Mario Kart and just Mm -hmm. went, (laughs) yeah, Mm -hmm. a little speed. Camel voiced by Vin Diesel, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> Would not shock me. Brute. <laughs> CCC. Hut, hut, <laughs> Family. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It can be tough out there as we try to navigate the many twists and turns that life throws our way. Not every problem we face has an obvious or easy solution, but talking through these issues can always bring major benefits. So whether you're dealing with a career change, relationship help, or just getting used to your new normal, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. I myself have benefited from therapy. I have benefited from BetterHelp. I was struggling to find myself and figure out who I was post-divorce. BetterHelp matched me with an amazing therapist who taught me all about codependency, what it was, and ways I can combat it and realize my whole true self. So if it sounds like therapy is the right move for you, then give BetterHelp a try. It's online, convenient, flexible, and can work with your schedule. Filling out a brief questionnaire is all it takes to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time. To start your own therapy journey, visit betterhelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash streaming things. It's the month of September, and with a new month comes a new opportunity for us to be thankful for all of the stream fiends who help us at Streaming Things keep the lights on and make this show what it is. So let's give a super patron shout-out to some of our most ardent supporters on Patreon.com slash Streaming Things. Thank you so much to Becky the Farmer, Kaylee Sampson, Stanton Valentino, Sunshine, Huckleberry Cauliflower, Optimus, Mike from New Hampshire, Brett X, Emily Scarano, 
Lil Tickler, Svento7, Jay Scramo, AK Ashley Ray, Adam Busby, Wendy O'Loughlin, Jason Hawkins, Butthorn, Conrad, David Malfara, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Charlie Friday, Alexis Adler, Emmy, Joe Velez, Valerie, John Collins, Amber McVeigh, Amanda King, Trisha Bueller, Sun Loving Mortal, Suzanne Road, Jadinglage Morgoon, Jen Robinson, Kate, Kalisha Reeves, Aaron Armstrong, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Ashley Powers, Stephen V, Casey McCain, and Enza. And with that, back to the show. And then, you know, I think if there's a misogynist comment from the Egyptologist, yeah. uh, what does a woman know? They are led by a woman. What does a woman know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're worry about cause, them. Cause the Americans are like digging in a certain spot, but they go directly to the Anubis statue. And uh, Mr. Henderson specifically is like, do they know something we don't know? Like, why are they over there? Definitely not. Definitely not. They're led by a woman. Fucking be tripping. poop. Uh, and then Rick says, hey, I bought you some tools off the Americans, right? It's a gift that he got for her is what he says. Uh, and then the warden says when they go down into the hole, look for bugs. I hate bugs, which is a uh, foreshadowing. Wait, hold on real quick. Did anyone notice the side swipe transition? Oh, that like is, George Lucas style? Yes. That is the I, that was the only side swipe transition I saw, but oh, I there, saw it. There's a barn doors transition. Oh, there is? Yep. Shut up. I noted that thing. Yep. I was like, that's how you know this movie's fucking good. <laughs> I was like, all right, that shit fucking fire. You get some side swipe transitions or a barn door. It was a diagonal. Oh, it was a diagonal. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Was that in this scene? Yeah, it was them when transitioning the yeah, into the hole. There are some like great <laughs> team ups in history. There's peanut butter and jelly. There's peanut butter and chocolate. There's side swipes and desert films, mm. you know? True. So good. Yeah. So true. What is Tatooine. That, what is that awful stench, Chris? Uh, what is that god awful stench? The Sorry. warden. It's the prison warden. <laughs> <laughs> they get uh, in the hole, but she uses the mirrors for light, and that's what she had planned all along. She was doing that earlier in the scene up, uh, upstairs. Is what I was going <laughs> to say. Upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> do we do hear fucking bugs? Not good for the warden. Um, and then they end up creeping around. I hate bugs. There's a really extended sequence where Rick moves romantically to protect her and then pulls his two pistols out and all the Americans are there pointing guns at them as well. They also have like a team of, you know, indentured servants, basically uh, <laughs> locals that they're paying, I assume, very little money. Like yeah. those are the actual extras. These are the actual extras, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> AKA red shirts. Um, and they yeah. decide, Evie like sees a deeper crypt or de- a deeper level there. So like drops a pebble down and decides to de-escalate the situation because she's got another idea. So they go down under the statue to dig uh, from underneath it and like trick them and pull everything that's in there down below. And he says, where's my smelly little friend, right? And it's the warden off hunting on his own. He thinks he found a bunch of jewels made blue of blue gold. Baby. Is that even a thing? It's not a thing, right? I've never heard of blue gold before. I'm blue. And then the doctor, uh, he doesn't Apparently want. Apparently there is blue gold. Oh, it's a real thing. Yeah. No, I feel dumb. An alloy, I'm dumber with, than the warden. An, alloy, an alloy with gold with uh, gallium or indium having a grayish or slightly blue color. Mm, blue gold. But is it a natural, like solid, like that is, or is it? Is it typically? Uh, is it is it typically scarabs? Uh, the ones I'm looking at are just rings, but uh, mm. <laughs> mm. boring. Apparently, it has its own wiktionary. So, mm. <laughs> back with the Americans. Blue f- gold is also known as fresh water. Oh, I get it because it's blue like water. Yeah, uh, is <laughs> the Americans are trying to open? I don't know. 
this a, fucking a crypt or something. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's like, a, it's like a whole ass wall. And the doctor is a dick. He's like, no, 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 let them open it. And then he like yells at them to keep doing what they're doing. Uh, and then they open it and they die. Just very upset. There's like, yeah, salt. Uh, yeah, salt acid. Whatever that is. What a way to go. <laughs> the worst. Um, and then they accidentally find. You know, Evie and, and Rick are having a nice little convo, taking a break from the digging they were doing earlier. Uh, and they accidentally find a sarcophagus. It like falls. It could have killed them. Yeah. Short movie. Well, I love. The, so they're talking about the this is exposition kind of explaining for people like how mummification works, because yes. not everybody would know how that detailed process goes. And the whole time, Jonathan is like faux golfing with a sledgehammer. Yeah. And I think uh, Brendan Fraser is like, hey, if I ever die down here, uh, make sure don't put me down for mummification. That's weird. And, and Jonathan's like, me too. And he hits the wall and that's what causes the cave in to happen. Yeah. Classic. Classic Which Jonathan. Was the sarcophagus attached to the ceiling or was it? It was inside the statue of Anubis that they were below. Was my okay. thing, which she thought was weird. She's yeah, they're like, below. They're below Anubis. This is either a very important person to be buried in Anubis, or someone who's done something very naughty. Not when she said naughty. that, I was like, "Naughty Joey, stop, girl, <laughs> don't say that." There's a boy in my class. His name is Naughty Joey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we find out the blue gold are scarabs, and they dig right into his shoe, climb up his body, and into like, his brain. Oh, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> And then we cut back to, uh, I almost said Rachel, Evie reading the sarcophagus. And she says, and apparently it's Voldemort that's in there. Yeah, he, I was like, is this his origin story? <laughs> he that shall not be named. Uh, and then she realizes the thing is a key, the box, right? And that's when the warden runs head first into the wall in front of them. Which he did not deserve to die. I'm just going to say that right I now. was bummed that he died because he was so much fun. I he felt was. like there was a lot more they could have pulled out of that character. Yeah. Yeah, but but I feel a, like him and Benny were kind of the offset to each other. I don't think they could have continued to have those two characters oh, together until the it, end. If oh, there yeah. was like an, a climactic battle between Benny and the warden. Oh, the that, two pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a lot of sad deaths in this movie. Yeah. I wouldn't have said that was one of them, but I like your take. Well, um, I just was like, he didn't, have, yeah, he, he didn't have to die. He was a fun character to have around. It was, yeah. I, his... I did miss him the rest of the movie because, yeah, he provided something enjoyable. Like, I was more attached to him than I was the Americans who... Or around I mean, a lot longer. Yeah, and yeah. I just was like... I do think the on. death of Burns... Burns was... Is one of the most terrifying, sad things that I've ever experienced as a kid. Yeah. Like, yeah. When, he, when they step on his glasses, it's just, like, such a mean... Because it's fucking Benny. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah, that poor dude goes through the ringer, specifically him. Yeah. yeah. I like, mean... Henderson's dead in, like, a second, but... <laughs> Poor Burns has to like get his tongue and eyes ripped out and then live for and then a few experience days. Experience it again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That whole scene—that's probably the worst scene in the movie. Like from planning which, to execution. Which I guess going back to my initial overthought, like overall thoughts about it being a horror film. Like I guess those scenes are what make it the horror film. Like. Horror, yeah. But it's, yeah, there are horror aspects. There, it's got to it, elements, sure. to, like yeah. in the yeah. same way that Jurassic Park has some sure. scary scenes, but it, it's definitely like an action adventure movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the the warden's death scene where he runs into the wall, uh, that's actually a really impressive stunt because mm. what's happening is it's a it's a the actor who's actually on a cable and the cable has been measured out to stop before he gets within a quarter of an inch of the wall. So the dude's literally running full <gasps> blast at that wall and a rope is pulling him literally a quarter inch away before he hits it. But it's not the actor. It's a stunt double, right? It's a stunt double. Yeah. Okay. But like how, 
That's like, crazy. You measured this thing out, right? <laughs> he I'm, said, let me, let me measure it myself real I'm quick. I'm sprinting head first towards a wall. That better catch me before I hit it. That's wild, yeah. Yeah. You Very scary. Or lawsuit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll get paid way more than the extras if I hit this wall. Oh, we forgot to mention the, the, the stunt that went wrong with Brendan Fraser at the hanging. Because he actually oh. got hanged and was rendered unconscious because he was actually being choked. Shut up, really? Yeah. Shut the front door. It was door. like a big thing where they like he collapsed and they thought he was joking at first, but he had actually got knocked unconscious because he was hanging for real. And he actually told the stunt coordinators like, hey, I wanted to actually be a little tight around my neck so the close-ups of my face are like legit looking, but he ended up hanging himself for real. <laughs> The things we do for love. The things we wow. do for love. Our art, man. Our wow. art. This is when we find out about the salt acid. And then he finds scotch in the warden's bag, mm-hmm. right? Digging around. Stinky uh, fellow, but he had good taste. And it, it's like, there's like another little like jump scare almost moment where he's like, see what the warden had in his bag. And you think, Jonathan, is Jonathan going to get the bugs? Yeah. Oh, no. Nope. Just some liquor. Some Glenn Levitt's. My dad's favorite scotch. Uh, I think it's scotch. Never drank it I, myself. I think you're right. And we, uh, the Magi show up, guns blazing, as cops do. And <laughs> it's the last one, I promise. And <laughs> there's a, another good action scene, uh, some tussling. I love the shot of Jonathan just taking swigs from the bottle and then occasionally shooting a guy. And then Benny doing Benny the classic. He takes a swig, but then does the very dramatic, like, turn and look at the other Magi coming. And spits it in Jonathan's face. <laughs> Blows it out into his face. Like, he sucks. Jonathan's so nice. Like, yeah, I'll party with you even yeah. though we're enemies you know yeah. nope can't even pull that off that's funny Betty does have the energy of someone you everyone hates but for whatever reason like he's kind of fun to hang out with but we all yeah. hate him right yeah. for sure yeah. yeah for sure but he would get into parties like he's the guy that like he yeah. brings enough Xanax and weed yeah. where you're like all right man have a seat <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, you're cool come on in <laughs> damn it he stole all our watches yeah again <laughs> uh and Rick's handling himself though I love the scene he ends up like getting his like the main magi chops his gun away, right? Uh, but then he like rolls back, grabs a stick of fucking dynamite, and then like lights it in one smooth motion. And then I love the part where the magi is like, "No more blood will be shed here." And like, nah, <laughs> you're scared of the dynamite, bro. No, we both got each other equally, and so <laughs> I'm gonna leave you this morning. Leave the city in a day. You have like, a, you have one day to leave. You didn't kick enough ass to give them an ultimatum. You know you can't just do that. We killed at least ten innocent people. <laughs> <laughs> None of the people who are causing this dig or no. in charge of this venture. Uh-uh. Just the low level workers that they hired. Yeah. We have done our duty, sir. If you want more unnamed characters to die, then continue what you are doing. <laughs> what? But anyway, they run off feeling that they've done today's good deed, but also they're not trying very hard for somebody who's been doing this for 3,000 years. Like, I think they got the hit, guys. Yeah, they got the Yeah, hit. they got it. They Are they leaving yet? Oh, I bet they're leaving. Uh, we're not even going to look. They're, I bet they're packing. <laughs> they were so scared. That first thing in the morning, as soon as that sun rises, they're going to start packing. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're definitely not drinking still. Nope. And then the Americans find a chest, a uh, chest with with a curse, specifically a box, Madison. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and the, he reads it and says one who is undead uh, is bound by sacred law to consummate this curse. Uh, he's going to have to kill all the people. He's got to do his duty. Everybody who opened. He's bound. He has no choice but to kill everybody who opens this box. So if it was only one person that opened the box and he killed that person, he would be regenerated immediately. Is that the thing? Yeah. Hmm. 
Yep. Just wondering. That's how curses work, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Then he would have all the jars at once. Uh, and then also at the same time, Evie opens the sarcophagus uh, and he's all juicy still. Juicy. Hashtag juicy. Hashtag slay. Hashtag, hashtag juicy. Slay. <laughs> every time I saw Mr. Vosloo in that like cha- chainmail uh, booty shorts, juicy. He did have some cake. Yeah, he did. For a priest. It's looking like a snack. <laughs> and Ooh, Arnold? Yeah. Imhotep. Mm-hmm. At the very end when he's got those like Hanes briefs on only. Yeah. I'm like, what's up? It's like, all right, double cheeked up <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, Shit, all right. In a sarcophagus. If I'm going to spread the word of the underworld, I got to look good. Got to be clapping those cheeks, man. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Smooth. Uh, and there's claw marks inside there. And it's where he leaves his calling card. Death is only the beginning. <laughs> hey, guys, guys, guys. Death is only the beginning. As right. I've told you many yeah. times. Yeah. Buy my book. If I'm blind, I'm dying. Death is only the beginning. <laughs> Book of the Dead on shelves now. Uh, Americans. <laughs> the New York Times bestseller. <laughs> Book of the Dead. The Americans find the Book of the Dead. Um, and that's when they say the line he got. So this. Oh, it wasn't the curator. It was the Egyptologist. Fucking wild. He says in this in this line. Uh, Imhotep or no, it was uh, Evie reading more about him. I don't know where the fuck she read it, but she says he got a little too friendly with the Pharaoh's daughter. Is what she says in this line. So I don't fault anybody for thinking the Knox in the Moon is oh, no, also I, his daughter. No, I don't think she says it. It's she says something like he did a very bad thing. He was he was arrested for doing something. And then I think, isn't it Rick O'Connell that says like sounds like he was he got too busy with the Pharaoh's daughter. Like he doesn't know what happened. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, he says it as like a joke, like, oh, it sounds like he did sounds like he had a little fun with the Pharaoh's daughter. Like he's not saying it as a fact, but like a I just, Oh, you wouldn't do this unless he did something. But, but I mean, just to like spew like historical, like that wouldn't be that weird for a pharaoh to be doing shit with his daughter, which sounds right. disgusting. No, no, I'm with you. Yeah. But it wouldn't be it's like a back in the day type thing. Gotta yeah. keep the the bloodline pure. Mm. Mm. Targaryen yeah. style. Yeah. House did, of the Dragon. I did this annoying thing where I put the quote marks there, the quotations, but not who said it. So you're, mm. you're, you could be right. You're, you're 90, I'm 99%. You're right. Um, but anyway, Eve, Evie easily steals the book from the doctor in the next scene. He's like, he's, he's like asleep with his arm around the book and she just grabs it. I'm like, hmm, take this. We've all read a, a book and just fell asleep. She sees the, we were just comfy. She steals the key from Jonathan just as easily, but he's probably drunk. He's drunk. And then he's like, don't read that. And she says, no harm ever came from reading a book. <laughs> Bunch of harm comes, right? Not, not my America. Mm-hmm. And then like the wind whistles through it. I love the line because uh, at that moment I was thinking, God, they're really making the good use of that sound effect. And at that moment, Rick O'Connor <laughs> says, that happens a lot around here. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good, that was a good acknowledging the comedy there. Uh, and then. The doctor wakes up. The Egyptologist wakes up you really upset. read from the book. I didn't like this line because it implies throughout it, Evie knows more than him. But in this moment, she doesn't. Maybe it's her um, rationalism. Yeah, that it's, keeps it's her, her lack caring. of respect for the superstition of the curse. True. But, whereas yeah. this guy definitely has because he's OK with opening the chest because he's like, well, we're not going to resurrect that dude. Yeah. Right. But then there she is resurrecting the dude. That's why he's like, oh, fuck. Please don't. Please stop. Said, no. Yeah. Bummer for them. Bummer for them. Because if you hadn't done that. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny that even <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically she starts what could be the countdown to the apocalypse. Right. And no one ever brings that up. 
to her. No one's ever like, why'd you read that fucking book? Well, that, you know, <laughs> pointing fingers doesn't solve anything. No, Steve. it doesn't. But like, I feel like that would happen. <laughs> no, I would especially I would have brought it up because I'm a petty bitch. Yeah. But I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right. Actually, I respect the filmmakers with having the restraint of not doing that. Also, at the end of this movie, how do they just accidentally walk in this giant cavern full of treasure that none of them found the first right? time we were here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was super weirded out at the end of this movie this time. <laughs> they got oh, super, there it is. They got super hung up on that on that wall with the with the book in it, you know? Yeah. yeah. It was, I was looking at the blue gold bugs. I got I'm drinking all that scotch. We did get shot at. That's fair. Um but anyway, yeah, she reads from the book. It's not a good sign. He's really upset about it. And immediately, immediately locusts because he says locusts. The, the 10 plagues of Egypt or however many plagues. I'm not a Bible reader. Uh, but there's locusts for sure. What have we done? Right? Oh, shit. And that's oh, when no. Burns' glasses get stepped on. It's one of the saddest things in all of cinema. And it's fucking Benny, of course. And scarabs bust out. And she, like they start like spewing like lava from the ground and start chasing them. There's lots of them. Uh, Evie accidentally goes through a secret passageway because like Jonathan and Rick jump off to the side on this like elevated platform that's not connected to the stairs. And she's like safe in a corner for some reason. I'm not I sure why. She's it's, also, an ele- it's an elevated corner yeah. that's also not on the path. That's not connected either. I don't yeah. think so. And she like leans back and goes through a secret passageway uh, right where Burns and the mummy are, unfortunately. Um, she finds Burns standing there and she's like, oh, thank God. Like he's going all Blair Witch just staring at the corner. <laughs> Uh, we're not staring. We shortly find out. <laughs> he took my eyes. <laughs> and my tongue. And my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> but the mummy looks at Evie and he says, an ox in the moon. Uh, and <laughs> what does he say? <laughs> an ox in the moon. In his little deep mummy voice. Yeah. An ox Death in the is moon. only the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one of the red shirt guys gets eaten by scarabs. Uh, and bastard. there's a moment where Rick runs in the room. He's like, come on, Evie. And he doesn't notice the mummy standing there, but she's like, like points at him. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, <laughs> and the mummy does like the raw and then Rick <laughs> just screams back at him. I love it so much. So good. And He's so brave. Him. Yeah. Shoots him with the fucking shotgun. Such a good Which, shot. this might be a good time to interject. The director of this movie really liked uh, Brendan Fraser because uh, the director, to quote, says, hates boring macho action heroes, but Brendan is not that at all. He's a lot of fun and can be really charming and lovable. And, like, he went on to say, like, Rick does not take himself seriously, like, this character. And so that's why Brendan Fraser beat Brad Pitt, beat, uh, I forget the other movie, Matt Damon, Matt Ben Affleck. Damon, like yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah, just... And I feel like that scene in particular, just the screaming back. Like, I don't know. I couldn't see any of them doing that in a playful, yeah. funny way. So they wouldn't I just, have pulled it off as well, no, for sure. I just yeah. had to interject there with that comment. Because that's like a belly laugh moment yeah. when he does this. It's so good. But also it's like he's so brave for doing like that being his reaction, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it works on all the levels and it's really cool. But yeah. Uh, the Magi are also there. That's when we find that out. Like they're they're like, oh, you guys did it. I told you to leave. I thought you were leaving. It's you like, done did it. Y'all fucking did it this I time. I gave didn't you yeah. a day, <laughs> a day to leave, and you didn't. It's been a day, and you're still here. <laughs> and we come back, and things are worse. I come back then- to check on you. <laughs> To see if maybe you still needed your dynamite packed up this or anything. This bastard doesn't have tongue or eyes. But then Rick is like, well, y'all did have 3,000 years and y'all just now fucked up. Mm-hmm. So who's who's really to blame here? Yeah, We're all trying to figure out who's responsible for this. If your boat operation it went better, 
Maybe we wouldn't be here. That's true. Yeah. But you had old dummy on fire. But Benny goes back and he's or he's just lost in the crypt, right? Benny's. Yes. Yeah. Benny's lost. He runs into the mummy. He starts praying. And this is what I can remember when I was watching it last night. This was the scene that I remembered like word for word, even though I don't speak most of the languages. It's just burned into my brain. Uh, by the way, I don't think that was actually Chinese or Mandarin that he because it no, said it's gibberish. Gibberish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but every other language was real. So I just thought that was interesting. I never obviously didn't know that as a kid. But he prays in like four languages. And finally, when he gets to Hebrew, uh, the mummy stops in his tracks. The language of the slaves. Maybe I don't know why he's Yoda now. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, maybe, I, Semitic I am. Maybe he, could <laughs> use, maybe he could use him. Right. Um, so, yeah, he needs his sacred jars back. Back in Cairo, a storm's a brewing. <laughs> did, you like, did you like the uh, the super over-the-top, like, mummy's hand erupts from the ground yeah. as they're escaping from the city? I fucking loved it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> just to let them know I'm a coming. Just to have a little extra period. Benny's just walking scene. up the stairs. Like, what are you doing? Oh, they're going to see my hand and be terrified. <laughs> it's a thing I do. The mummy's like, give me your hand. Don't be like, fuck, shit. <laughs> Death is only the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> only the beginning death is. <laughs> is this the CGI sky that you were talking about with the storm that was brewing? Yeah. Dude, we have gone through three CGI skies. Really? But this is one of them, yeah. This is the one that I made most notable of. Rick's packing. He wants to. <laughs> you goddamn right he is. Yeah. You goddamn right. Evie knows. Yes. Huge cock. But also, he's filling up a suitcase with clothes. And he, but Evie wants to stay and stop the monster. To your point, Steve, nobody brings up that she's the one that did it, but she takes responsibility. She's she like, does. No, we yeah. have to stop the monster. I'm not leaving. I'm not we going anywhere. We set him free. He's we? like, we. I love the line. I'm sure it was intentional, but it's really goofy. She's like, he's going to destroy the entire world. And Rick says something like, well, that's not my problem. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I love that. It definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. Um, but anyway, she's trying to convince him to stay or at least that she's no matter what going to stay. And he's like, fine, I'm leaving then. Uh, and we, this is where we meet Winston. The Some bloody idiot spilled his drink. <laughs> he steps through the fountain. I love this dude. <laughs> so good. Uh, he's this drunk guy from the Royal Air Force. Uh, and he was a big deal in World War One. And now he doesn't feel like his life has any purpose. All of his buddies died in the war. The Great Wall. Yeah. The Great, the great One. By the way, it's interesting to me from a writing perspective, like to we introduce this character so late. Well, Winston, yes, but also even the mummy, like, like in a way it's over an hour in, like this is the midpoint and the actual like plot for the movie has just begun mm. in a way like the mummy has been released and like we have to stop him. Right. It's just an interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think most like screenwriting gurus that are all full of shit would tell you like around 30 minutes you need your plot point one needs to occur like yeah. what's the purpose like, of the movie act two needs to begin 30 35 minutes in yeah but now at this point it's almost the what would normally be the climax uh is like where things are really kicking off and the only reason i bring that up is because to say like they're apparently they're wrong because this movie's like perfectly paced yeah and like famously successful and awesome so but i mean the the bare end of this movie Bare ass end. Bare ass end mm -hmm. uh, happens quite quick, not quickly, but I feel like they did kind of encapsulate Russian a lot Act of, Three a little bit, but it, it worked. Sure, I know what you like. All to the from the time like Winston comes back until the the, the mummy yeah. is taken care of. Maybe yeah, I could see that. Yeah, uh, Benny and Imhotep get to burn. This is one of my the only scene I hate. 
Like everybody's down drinking at the bar. It makes no sense. Like you're an asshole. Your friend has his tongue and eyes ripped off. Right. And you just, everyone leaves him. He clearly can't get anywhere by himself. And you're just all downstairs. Like <sighs> poor buddy, poor friend. <laughs> poor guy. And Rick's like, how's he doing? <laughs> Not good. I'm quiet down here getting well, drunk, looking for prostitutes. Shit. I don't know. I'm down here. <laughs> but also, so that's weird. But also, like, there's this whole scene where, like, Imhotep went full man in the iron mask, even though he can turn into sand tornadoes. And they're, like, <laughs> tormenting the guy and sitting and having tea. Like, I understand that it's cinematic, but it makes no sense. Yeah. The prince thanks you for your hospitality. And your eyes. And your eyes. Mm. And, and your tongue. And your sweet ass he's about to take. <laughs> what? Oh, he's going to take it. He's going <laughs> to He's going to rip it. us right off. <laughs> you ever had your cheeks clapped by you're a gonna, mummy? You're going to get sand in places you never knew you had. <laughs> just, <laughs> and just because he's a mummy, don't expect him to wrap it. <laughs> oh, no. And you know he's juicy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> After 3,000 years, still juicy. Oof. I have a theory that the reason why they do this to poor Burns is because that actor has a really good death scream, and he gets to do it like three times. He does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 That's not death scream, Steve. That's uh, mm -hmm. that ass being taken <laughs> scream. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, you're you're right. They might they might have rewritten it. Like, man, you have a good death scream. God, you and Wilhelm are right. I, my initial thought was, oh, they didn't have the money to have him sit in full like, like the CGI to do that. Like, they didn't have the money to have him sit there in full CGI. Like the mummy. Oh, the mummy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure what happened. Yeah, because Burns doesn't have any eyeballs, so he wouldn't even know. But also, okay. I guess he gonna, snuck in through the hotel. Real, real he's, yeah, he's walking through the city. <laughs> yeah. when he's, when he's, when he's hunting, Nothing uh, alarming about the man in the iron mask. Real quick, though. So the mummy has Burns' eyes, and Correct. Burns has shitty vision. So oh, the mummy need glasses? Well, 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 I don't think he's taking his eyes as they are, but he's taking the essence of the eyes to revitalize his own body. So he's not necessarily like, these are one-to-one -one Burns' eyes. Okay. He just mm. took eyes... And that gave him like plus ten mana, which allowed him to like. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. like your idea. Well, where he's I was like going to say squinty. the whole confusion with whether he recognized uh, Evie or whatever. Maybe he just can't fucking see. And he's like, "My girlfriend, you're the only one who looks like a blurry woman. <laughs> you so have you a woman's have... shape. <laughs> yeah, you and have you're the to only be my woman girlfriend. in this movie, other than an ox and a moon. <laughs> yeah. Or let's be honest, he's no better than a man. And he saw Rachel Weiss. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I do miss an ox Even the if the motherfucker's 3,000 years old, <laughs> you can see Rachel Weiss's. Uh, yeah. I saw Enemy at the Gates. Also, just, real, just <laughs> realized that, that Rachel Weiss is the only woman in this film. Yeah, other the, than an ox and a moon, yeah. Yeah. And even she's like in it for what? Less than five minutes? And, and naked. Then, and then a mummy. Yeah. The, and then a mummy. And then a mummy. But, but before that, she's mommy. Up. Even her stunt yeah. doubles are dudes. <laughs> literally literally i'm racking my brain there is not a woman in sight you're right like, unless there's like the whole i think there might be like some extras but they're like mm. very few and but far even between the, the like extra zombies at yeah, the like very dudes, end whole yeah. tip yeah I think those are all men they're all dudes well i think when the locusts attack the city i think there's women in the market but <laughs> that's like it 
Well, good for them. all in the market. Yeah, shop in the market. <laughs> yeah, getting food. Women do be shopping. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Burns, he goes out for goodsies this time. Yeah. Uh, it's not good. It's not good. But down at the bar, for some reason, the first plague or the second plague of Egypt commences and the liquor turns to blood. Which, mm. like, Because they're all doing shots and they spit it out like, oh, it tastes like blood. And he's like, oh, yeah. and the water turns to blood. And I was like, but you weren't drinking water. <laughs> like, it's just anyway, I think he meant liquid. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But that's not what thing. The, that's not what the biblical text is. Midsummer. I've, my favorite part about this scene is like right before this happens, you see a couple uh, uh, British army dudes in the background, and the one guy's like, "Looks like a storm's coming," and then fire falls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fireballs. Oh, just a storm's coming, falling all around like oh, just giant. a typical day in Britain. Oh, it's coming over here to Egypt. <laughs> pip pip cheerio. Yeah. I hate when the fireballs fall. Oh, oh. sunny England. <laughs> Everyone loves sunny England. Bonnie. They uh, <laughs> yeah, the fireballs are fireballs are falling all around. They confront Imhotep. Uh, luckily, a cat scares him away. He's not a cat person. This yeah. Imhotep. Um, in the next scene, we find out that the curator from the beginning of the movie is part of the Magi, and he basically uh, Imhotep's going to want to sacrifice Evie. He's got inside knowledge. This is where we got the barn door wipe, Madison. Just so you know, mm-hmm. ooh, like, like into the, the like, curator. Well, it it, oh. it goes up, and you see the exterior of like whatever the front of that building is. Oh. The the historical natural the museum, museum. museum. Yeah. like yeah, it's that title. Mm. Nice swipes. So yeah, he's chosen her to sacrifice to to grow Anaxuna Moon back, um, which is interesting. Here, do you want to let them out? Yeah, Eric is here. That's why. Be free, Weens. See your best friend. Be free, Weens. <laughs> Oh. Was Andy here too? Is that why he's parking? Oh, Andy's uh, here. Oh, Andy's here. Yeah. Okay, we'll be quick. Um, so Rick locks Evie away and goes to get the Egyptologist. That's what they decide. He's got a. This is where they figure out everybody who opened the chest is in danger. Uh, so they go to get the Egyptologist, but first he makes sure that she's damn safe. He throws her in there bodily and he intimidates. He is pretty manly at multiple times. Like he intimidates all the Americans into mm-hmm. watching her, and they're like, "Yeah, for sure, man. Sure, man. I'll see what Which you can do." He is an American. Am I wrong? No, yeah, he, is, he is for sure. But he's like above it. He's like sure. a he's a well traveled one. You know. Yeah. He's in yeah. the French Legion. Yeah. Whatever that means. French Foreign Legion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. The, so one that ta- the one that takes foreigners. Um, but they go to find Chamberlain, the Egyptologist. They do. And he's currently running around all scared and shit, like, huh, carrying the book. Uh, <laughs> he runs into Benny, who's like tossing the, the Egyptologist's apartment and uh, doesn't go well for him. He throws a chair at Benny, which is super cool. I love it when he throws the chair. Just it's so fucking money. So, funny. Yeah, so money, it's baby. So cool. <laughs> uh, but no, but no, already killed the Egyptologist. The mummy already got the book and the jar. Uh, and he unleashes a bunch of locusts from his mouth. Those are dirty ones. Uh, I said hashtag bad breath. Mm-hmm. But back in the, the the two Americans he left to watch Evie, they're dum dums, and they split up. They wouldn't have done anything together. I want a bourbon. Yeah, me too. With Give a side a, of bourbon and a, and a bourbon with, shirt with a chase of bourbon. And can I get a bourbon ball cap? Yeah, and a bourbon T-shirt says, "I went to go get some bourbon, but all I got was his stupid T-shirt." All yeah. right, and I got it. Damn. <laughs> Uh, and then he gets sucked off through the window, which sounds awesome, but it's not. He dies. Not. <laughs> I mean, out of all of them, he goes quickest. So he does. He probably has, d- he's probably embarrassed. I did like the shadow, the shadow reveal of his body going. 
Yep. Yes. Black. Very cool. Very yeah, cool. Get some grape to raisin real quick. We got <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> God damn. Uh, <laughs> and then we get that like bug crawl through the wounds. Yeah. But into his mouth and he like eats it. Crunch. Really cool. I love this shit, man. Uh, and then he pours through Evie's keyhole as Sam. As sand. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> really cool shot. I'm just saying I loved it. <laughs> I'm saying now. <laughs> I'm in your keyhole. <laughs> Don't mind me. Just and I love it. it I love that she just went to sleep. Yeah. Like he threw her in the room. We're all going to die. I got to go. I'll be gone 20 minutes. I'm going to rescue this guy. And she's, she's like, like, I'm going to angrily take a nap. <laughs> Whole ass nap with the covers up and everything. You know what I mean? Like not even like fully clothed on the bed, ready to go. Whole ass nap. But like under the covers. Like got ready for bed. Yeah. yeah. Calmed her hair. The world is ending. <laughs> Fuck this. I need a nap. Not, I'm not my gonna, problem. Yeah. I'm not going to go out unrested. I can tell you that much. <laughs> God damn it. I got to look good. Um, anyway. He, he starts kissing her and his mouth does that thing. He does. Why does it turn back to gross? I don't know. It would have been a good kiss if it wasn't gross. I don't understand why. Was it just to make it weird? I think it was. Ooh. It's, like, it's like a like that that the kiss kill in uh, The Last of Us that Steve loves so much. <laughs> uh, but then Rick comes bustling in with a cat because he knows this guy hates pussy. <laughs> I knew that was coming one way or another. <laughs> I knew it was coming. You thought coming. you'd gotten past it like safely. No, I knew it was coming. Oh, you still did. I you did. still did. <sighs> But uh, they decide they need to find the gold book, the book of Amun-Ra, the book of the, book of the living, I, I assume. It's the yeah. opposite of the book of the dead. And that's what's going to stop him. Yeah, they counteract each other. She thinks she can find it, right? Uh, Imhotep has like a whole cult of zombies now. And they're, they're marching around going, Imhotep. <laughs> Look at my zombies. My like zombie this, gang. It's okay. the last plague, the plague of boils and sores. Okay, so this is the, the, the big extra that fucked up. And like okay. the director, like specifically on the DVD commentary, shits on this dude so hard. <laughs> but the guy, the extra that's specifically right next to Benny in the shot where Benny's in the crowd. With oh, them he's like creeped up. out by them. Yeah. If you look, that dude's eyes have been digitally whited out. Oh, yeah. Because they could not get this dude to not look at the camera. <laughs> and they were like, again, again, again. All right, fuck it. We'll just take his eyes out and post. Shit. <laughs> right after we fix Evie's nipples. Right. <laughs> you bastard. Free the nipples. That's what I'm saying, man. Free Ru the eyes. Almost ruined the movie with that move. Jack. You want to hit? Free the nip. <laughs> they decide uh anyway the the people are marching around with their boils and sores which is never cool uh and she realizes the gold book is back in hominoptera dang shouldn't have left there under and, the statue of horus and it's in horus dang they swapped them and then jonathan has to quickly on his feet pretend to be in the cult to survive that's funny. funny love that moment that guy's awesome john hannah yeah, he's so great. funny. Really good physical comedian. Uh, but he hops in the car. God, I want one of those 1920s it's, it convertibles. Nice. Don't you want one of those? Those yeah. things are huge. That thing's oh, a huge ass car. Those motherfuckers are long, but also yeah. small. Like, can you imagine just rolling up? Like, If I came up to your house and was like, beep, beep, you, would, you would go. You wouldn't <laughs> even ask where. <laughs> You're like, I'm here to podcast. Like, no, 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 no. No. We're, We're here. here to chitty chitty bang bang that shit. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, Steve. Chitty chitty bang bang in my car. <laughs> As we do, we, I'll be the sand, you be the keyhole. 
Just sneaking in. <laughs> <laughs> Just sneaking in. Uh, and then they have to small enough to stop me. (laughs) (laughs) They have to drive through the slaves, uh, which they do as best they can. They start fighting them off. What a phrase you just said. I mean, that's what happened. (laughs) We got to drive through the slaves Uh, or the, the, the zombies. Zombies. There we go. Yeah, there we go. The mummy zombies. Yeah. The zombies. Uh, they get the well. He says in that right before this in the scene, it's um, the magi guy. I think he's like he's made him. He's made them the slaves. Yeah. So that's why I wrote that. Just to be you're, clear, you're validated. I don't just drop that wherever. You're, you're validated. Yeah. He does say that. Thank this you. Is canon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they get the last American though. Like they're just like, oh fuck that dude. He's just sitting in the, the guy back. who always has his hand in his jacket for but some also, reason. He would have been to fight him off. He wasn't even. doing shit in no. the back of the car. He's like, like no. he's like, get him, Damn. guys. Yeah. You got like, this. Take him. Hey, he's not you know, doing shit. He's he's really going through some stuff. Madison, his friends are dead. That's true. He's sad boy. He's sad. He can't get it's his true. hand out of his pocket. Like really, he just had some honey in there, mm-hmm. and he has he's been too embarrassed to tell people he can't get his hand back out. <laughs> they get the American. He kills like twelve of the zombies before he runs out of bullets, and the mummy walks up and gets him. But all of our protagonists are also cornered by the zombies and the mummy. And I love this scene where Evie translates better than Benny, who's yeah. translating for the audience's benefit, clearly. Because um, he's, you know, he's, I forget, but he says something like, for all time, ever and ever. And she's like, it's for all eternity, idiot. Um, That's basically what I said. <laughs> it's, it's a synonym. Um, Why are you being pedantic to Benny? But, <laughs> but basically, the mummy offers to spare her friends if she goes with him willingly, and she does that. But then he's like, kill them all. Classic villain twist. <laughs> uh, but luckily, <laughs> Rick's Luckily. a big fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> they hop into a sewer. I was trying to think of a fucking sewer joke. <laughs> Back off. <laughs> I knew I had one. You got there, buddy. You got there. I, I knew you I did. had one in me. Uh, and the curator goes down like a G, but pointlessly, I might add. You're very pointlessly. Yeah. Just hop in the sewer, my guy. No. No, I got it. No time. They're shambling towards you. You have plenty. No, there's no time. Leave, leave without me. <laughs> Write a book about me. I, look, I'm old. All right, I'm going down anyway. It's my only chance to kill zombies. It's going to be so sick. That's a fair point. I don't know why you sound like Tony. <laughs> Remember me and Mr. Deeds? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I forgot about trolling Mr. Deeds. <laughs> But anyway, they get help. They have to get to Hamanoptra fast enough to save uh, uh, Evie before he completes the ritual. So they have to enlist the help of Winston, the the pilot from World War One, who's always drunk, but but down to clown. And he's he's only willing to join at the in the odds that he might die in this mission. He's much like the curator in that regard. Which uh, he's living his life out there in the middle of that little sand dune. Yeah, he is. I was like, damn, a little <laughs> record player. He's got a lawn chair, a record yeah. player, an umbrella, a little. <laughs> Servant, I guess. He's out there listening to WAP on his little record player. Yeah. <laughs> There's some holes in this house. There's some holes in this I house. I want to gag. I want to joke. What's up, guys? <laughs> um, uh, but then when we see Jonathan and the Magi strapped to the wings of the plane. Uh, Clearly one of them is enjoying themselves more the, than the other. But Magi's yeah. having a ball. Oh, yeah. I can fly. <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Oded Fair, or you can just call him Oded Fair. That's the actor's name. Sure. Whatever, or the Magi, or or, or Ardeth Bay, the character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they never said that once. No, I think they said Ardeth once. 
What's maybe artist was I did I thought it was just talking Shakespearean. Oh, did Ferris a GR, right? That guy kicks ass. I love that actor. But Evie and Benny were riding the tornado. Oh my god. Like they get chucked out of it when they get <laughs> yeah. to Hamanoptra. I had I to said, get a new job. I was like, they, okay, I didn't make the connection that at, ever until this point that that's how that motherfucker travels. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, that's how that man travels. He just turns into a fucking sand that's why it's twister. So weird that he wore the. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. That's why it's so weird. He wore the disguise to get into the hotel. Just tornado in there, buddy. Or if you you're sand, that, I mean, shit, not like that shit ain't anywhere, you yeah. know? Sand in the keyhole move. You know, he just, sand. He just likes to be <laughs> dramatic. He does. He's a I, drama queen. I bought this mask. I, did, I need to use it. <laughs> <laughs> Looks really cool. I, I bought saw this it on mask sale. 3,001 years ago, and I haven't used it once. I've never had a reason to wear it. <laughs> Damn it. Until now. Now I've got a second chance. Plus, I like to pretend I'm Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> from that movie. From the movie that doesn't release... Until 70 years later. I'm a magician. <laughs> I watched it on a bootleg copy. <laughs> but yeah, Evie and Benny are like, he like yeets them out of the, out of the yeah, twister. Yeah, we're here. Uh, and then he raises a sand tornado at the plane and he does like the mouth move. It's ridiculous and amazing and campy and awesome where it cuts to him briefly. And he's like, <laughs> just to mimic, to yeah, make sure you know again. that that's why the sand monster's doing that. It's because he's doing that. And I love that uh, Rick O'Connell shoots the sand. Yeah. It's one of the, what f- else are you going to do? It always makes me laugh where he's like, ah, <laughs> I'm going to shoot your f- sand face. Fuck your sand face. Also, Wait. Brendan Fraser in the aviator hat. With the flaps? You down with it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big down. I want to see him Big in that down. and nothing else. Just the flaps. Just the flaps. <laughs> Those are handles, damn it. Uh, <laughs> Those are handles. For Let a good grip. Mm-hmm. Put on your goggles. <laughs> you gonna need them. Damn. <laughs> you gonna she, need them. But Evie kisses the mummy to distract him, and then uh, it works kind of. They are able to successfully crash land the plane, briefly at least. Uh, and she's all happy until the explosion happens. Mm-hmm. And Winston's so happy to Winston's so happy to be dead. He's just smiling in his death. And of course, they landed in the one tiny pile of quicksand in the world. Right. That was so unnecessary for it to also be quicksand. No, yeah, I know. Like, they could have just left in there. It, it, yeah, it doesn't add tension or anything. I guess they needed to bury the Winston. I guess. They needed to have that like pro colonizer shot. <laughs> they said, you know what? We have like four grand left for another shot. You know, another cool special effects shot. Or maybe Let's it was like do. a throwback to Indiana Jones or something. I don't know. I don't know. Why put quicksand in it there? It was very unnecessary, but I'm here for it. I didn't hate it. Yeah. So the tra- And also quicksand doesn't actually exist in deserts. That's not like a thing. I don't think it, quicksand doesn't do that ever. No. Quick, it, quicksand is usually in like places swamps. near water and sit swampy. It's not actually like you're not going to find that in a desert. Yeah. It's, what, it's how Artax died. It's all, oh, dude. Don't. Don't don't do that. I'm still not over that. Our tax was too sad to make it out. Come of- on, go. Come on. You can do it. <laughs> you stupid fucking horse. <laughs> don't die. <laughs> Madison, do you know what we're talking about at no. all? Okay. Never ending story? Never ending story? No. Well, one no. of the saddest scenes of your life it's is still ahead. One of the saddest. Who's in it? At some assholes. Oh. <laughs> it's a kid's okay. movie. Billy Crystal at one point. Oh, is that where the um Never ending story. Yeah, but isn't it like the? I'm picturing the the, the uh, dog, the big flying yeah, white dog. It's like a white and blue. Uh, I'm a picturing. Treu? I, I'm picturing. Yeah, I'm picturing the. the Get on my poster. back. Yeah, I'm picturing yeah. the cover. Is I'm sure. I've, I'm sure I've seen it. There's like a bunch of shots younger. of the kid on the dog thing going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
have. It's I'm a sure, fucking classic. I'm Madison. sure I've seen it at some point. It's yeah, going to break your heart. That, when that horse dies, holy shit. But they're trying to get into the crypt. Rick ends up cutting a scarab out of Jonathan, you know, a callback to how the warden died. But luckily, they're able to get it out of Jonathan, which would be like a huge wound. But he's just like, owie. He just flicks it out of him. <laughs> uh, and this is where Imhotep, r- real quickly, everything wraps up. Like uh, Madison was talking about earlier, it all happens really fast. But Imhotep raises his priests as mummy warriors. <laughs> They, there's a bunch of cool fights. Rick. That, that mummy has like weird like noises. I forget. Did we mention just to backtrack real quick when they're going to, to approach Winston about taking the plane to the to the place? He uh, Winston was like, "What's going to happen?" And uh, Rick was like, "Oh, you know, save the damsel in distress, and you know, save the world." And I just thought again, putting it, bringing attention to like the obvious tropes that this movie is yeah. like going along with. Um, but I just, I had to mention that. It was a, yeah, it was a little meta, a little wink at the audience yeah, there. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Take some of the steam out. Uh, and this is where they casually just find shitloads of treasure that they were <laughs> searching really hard for earlier and never well, they found. Should, they had to shoot that oh. one mirror. They, that's why they missed it. Here it is. <laughs> they didn't shoot that one mirror. I'll be goddamned. I'll, <laughs> I'll be goddamned. The treasure was here the whole dang time. That's the damnedest treasure I've ever seen. If I'd have found this earlier, I wouldn't open the box. I said, don't open it. <sighs> this is fucking ridiculous. Where's this a kick in the pants? <sighs> Any hoozle. Um... But Benny's happy to be there. Benny's like, holy shit. God damn, it's Christmas time I'm gonna for keep, Benny. I'm going to start loading up these motherfucking uh, camels. Harmless treasure was there the whole time, by the way. Pretty sure nothing bad would have happened. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Evie's strapped to the table, not in a good way. The There's a mummy corpse there as well. Uh, and it's, it's an ox in the moon. Yeah, this whole scene, like everything... Uh, at this like ceremony where they're trying to resurrect and knock the moon took nine days to film. So Rachel Vice spent nine full <gasps> days strapped to a table. Damn. <laughs> that that was, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, and we get a lot of intercutting between them. Can you imagine? <laughs> well, no. yes, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> They, okay. they find they find Horace the statue, which is where the uh, the Book of Amun Ra is. Uh, but also, it intercuts with Benny loading up a camel with the treasure, and then he he kind of looks like I've got enough treasure. I'm I'm scot free. But this is where his greed is his demise. If he'd mm-hmm. left right then, he'd be fine. But he's like, but there's a whole lot of treasure still left in there. Mm-hmm. I got more bags. I got more camels. I know what to do. Uh, Load they, them bitches up. They find the Book of Amun Ra. Uh, and this is where the Magi tries to act like a hero. What's his name, Steve? Ardeth. Woo, Ardeth. Ardeth He's Bay. like, no, it'll be cool. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be cool if I sacrifice myself so you guys can succeed. <laughs> I have in, face tats. I can't look like a bitch. <laughs> in, in the director's commentary, the scene where they're like mowing down all the zombies. Oh, because he took the plane gun? Yeah, he's got the plane gun. And apparently, in, in the director's commentary, Steve, uh, Stephen Summer was saying how that scene went on like way longer where they were just like mowing down Oh, I wish tons they and tons it. and tons of mummies. And they said they took it out because they were like worried audience would start to feel bad for the mummies. Oh, <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, <laughs> But hilarious. Like people are going to start rooting for the mummies because they're getting their ass. Yeah, they do look them. so sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did we get to the part where uh, Rick uses Ardeth's face to light the match for the dynamite? We haven't yet, but that was a fun. That was part. right before this, yeah. right before he decides to sacrifice himself. Yeah, he's like... And yeah. like you can see the Magi look like, hey, hey, <laughs> um, but yeah, Rick gets a fucking sword, which is cool. He just grabs so it right sick. off the statue. A sword. So and I, I'm a sword guy. Oh, I'm from a, way back. Are you sword girly? A, oh, I love swords. I have two. <laughs> I have two swords. 
Do you really? What are their names? I have a cut. <laughs> Smoked <laughs> Injustice. Uh, they don't have names, but I have a Cutlass and then I have a uh, Knight's Dagger. Nice. Yeah. I've been saving up for a uh, Dark Sister. Mm. The the sword of uh, oh the sword of Damon Targaryen. <laughs> nice. No, but I love uh, swords. Swords are so cool. I love swords as well. But so does Rick because he grabs one uh, and he he starts fighting off all these motherfuckers. <laughs> Very fun choreography with the sword fight. Yeah. Jonathan needs the key to open the book, which is in the robes of the mummy in Mahotep. So of that's course. that's not cool. And and Evie's just like it's in. He's got it in his jacket. Get it. Uh, I'm on the slab. His breast pocket. Also, he looks strangely good in those briefs. You see, he got a beef at it. <laughs> Why is he wearing chain mail briefs? <laughs> you, you guys leave. Let's just see what happens. Also, ow. Chain mail briefs? He's going to chafe. He's got a chastity belt. If he wasn't made of sand already, he, he would have chafed. He better be clean shaved down there, because that would be... Uh, oh, yeah. Yanking them hairs. Yikes. I am talc. Uh, and this was when Jonathan accidentally summons the tougher mummies so that these are actually kick-ass mummies with swords uh, I think they're the, the pharaoh's guards daddies, yeah they're daddy, they're, daddy. <laughs> they're mummies and daddies <laughs> <laughs> it's true that's awesome <laughs> But they, there's like, they run around. Rick mostly runs because these are real scary ones. And they're like, run up the fucking walls and shit. Uh, I know. I have written a Spider-Man question mark. Mm-hmm. These motherfuckers acting like Spider-Man. But Evie tells Jonathan, if you finish the passage, you'll be able to control them. Idiot. Uh, and so he keeps trying to do that, but he can't decipher one of the symbols. And she has to help him while she's being choked out by an Oxen Moon. Uh, she has to help him translate it. Amephis, I think is what she says doesn't matter eventually he succeeds and tells them to kill an ox in the moon and it's heartbreaking honestly because you get to see imhotep lose her yet again mm-hmm. even though she was all scary and stabby this time it wasn't her fault you hate to see mummy on mummy hate crime Mm-mm, not good but ricky begins ricky that's my friend yeah <laughs> he begins fighting imhotep in earnest now uh and that's when she finally opens the book and reads from it and makes him mortal. It's like this chariot runs through him and you're like, oh, but he's fine. It like takes his soul away. And he comes back all confident. But then at this point, he's so is there another version of him in the afterlife? That's like, oh, man, that sucked when I got pulled away with by the I chariots. Miss you. I miss my, my yeah. miss my other body. He like daps him up when he gets down there. But no, <laughs> even the second time he dies, he says again, death is only the beginning. Death is only the beginning. That's what I, that's my calling card. Yep. It's only the beginning. <laughs> Damn it. But Benny, being greedy with more gold, he flips a, and being lazy. He takes a break because it really outdoes him. Uh, yeah. And it, he flips a lever to close he, the he, entire tomb. He hits the master switch because there, mm-hmm. there was somebody like who said how like the pharaohs had a self-destruct switch oh, yeah. at some point in the beginning to like bury the whole city. That's great writing. They and did of mention course, it. Benny throws his treasure on the master switch. Oh, I, I was always dunce. wondering what that was. I didn't realize that that was a callback to something earlier. Yeah. Nice. I forgot about that. Good catch. And then Jonathan drops the Book of the Living like an idiot. Yeah. Solid gold, amazing artifacts. Yeah, and then uh. e- Evie goes back and is like, Jonathan, you fucking idiot. What the-? And then he's like, no, come on, let's go. And then it it plays in the opposite when he's in, in, the, treasure the, in the treasure room. Can and we just, like, Can no. We just and Evie's like, no, let's go. Benny doesn't make it. And uh, Rick, 
he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> Benny does not make it. Benny doesn't make it. Well, I mean, literally, trying... he's crawling, and then Rick tries to save him. He's like, he's gonna. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, a good yeah, person, yeah. even though you're a complete piece of shit. I don't want to see you smushed yeah. or eaten by bugs. Whatever's gonna happen, I'm not sure. One of those things. Um, but no, he's like, oh, but he's not sad. He's not that good of a person. No. Goodbye, Benny. Goodbye, Benny. Uh, I got so much anxiety with when oh. Benny was like in that chamber it's and the, the ceilings coming down yeah. on him and he barely like kind of makes it out to the staircase. Like, Ooh. Do, do you ever think to yourself, like, I wouldn't even have tried? <laughs> like, um, I mean, like the first time when Benny crawls under the closing door and he barely makes it. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I would have been like, oh, I'm not going to make it. Because I don't, <laughs> I'd rather get smothered or die of hunger and, and like lack of water than get, get squished. squished. Like getting squished is my worst oh, fear. A tube of toothpaste. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be popped like a pimple in fucking Egypt. Because like, be I don't like know what would be dark. more painful. What do you mean? Dying of thirst? Well, well, yeah, gonna, I mean, if you get smushed, it's like instant almost. I guess. Know. I don't know. But at the same time, like. It probably feels like an eternity. That first few but inches. But also, then what if you ah. what if you make it out like ah, what if you or, make it like halfway out? Exactly. Then it's just Worse. Yeah. I can't do that. Worse. That would be. Couldn't that do would be that. Like just your ankies. No, no, not my ankies. Not my ankies. <laughs> now I'm gonna die in the dark without my ankies. <laughs> the worst. The I need worst. those. I need those. But yeah, Benny doesn't make it. He gets eaten by buggies. Yeah, bug dinner. Painfully and slowly. So what's worse, getting eaten by buggies or smushed like... Uh, buggies, probably. Buggies. Bugs. Mm-hmm. buggies would be pretty bad. Tiny little bites, thousands of them at once. Yeah. And they're making that menu. screech noise. I hate bugs. No, thank you. I have a bugophobia. Buffets open, boys. <laughs> That's all the bugs. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> and then the whole city crumbles. Like I'm they just for seconds. They just keep a, a running, and everything keeps happening. It's never, it's never over. But outside, they find all their camels, the gold, which they don't realize is there. I don't think yet, but no. No. we see a twinkle as the audience. We know we get a twinkle after they fuck. They're going to go unpack the camels. And oh, like, holy shit! Oh yeah, yeah. Jonathan's going to be there too. That's how they pay for that During big the- ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they pay for that big ass house in the sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the magi's alive. I am fine. <laughs> yeah, apparently he was supposed to be killed, but uh, Stephen Summers liked working with Odid Fair so much that he rewrote the script like while they were shooting to make him live so huh. that he could be in a sequel if they made one. <sighs> good thing. Yeah, good call. Because yeah. he is in the sequels. He is, yeah. Yeah. And then we finally get a kiss. <gasps> We've been denied for so long because she was too drunk the first time when she was in that, I'm convinced, see-through outfit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and wasted. Yeah. <laughs> She passed out. Let them fuck. And he's a good man. Let them fuck. Let them do it on the camels. We got a long journey back. <laughs> mm-hmm. They've yeah, got they the perfect little cadence the way they they're walk. Doing, they're doing cute little couple kisses on the camels. Humping yeah. on the humps. Yeah. That's what I said. And Jonathan's like, I'm right here, guys. No, um, stop. <laughs> I don't want to see that. Spitting. But that is The Mummy from 1999. Thank you for hanging in there with us. Thank you to all who voted for The Mummy. We're so sorry to the two people again who voted for Donnie Darko. (laughs) Maybe in a future poll. You never know. Donnie Darko will have its day. I'd love to cover that. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Madison, queen of streaming things. So good to have you back. It's good to be back. We missed you. We missed you dearly. We missed you, miss you queen. But thank you to all of our patrons. I hope that you love this episode as much as we love making it. And uh, we we want to honor you because you are the reason we're able to do this week by week, keeping the lights on. Yep. Uh, all the all the all the other utilities of the podcast paid. We appreciate you. We love you. That's all the time we have for right now. My name is Chris. My name is Madison. And I'm Steve. Death is only the beginning. And this is streaming things. Happy streaming. Coming on a lot of things. Ha, 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 ha.